following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. It's a Honolulu Blue Friday on the Huge Show across Michigan, presented by Coppercraft Distillery. Honolulu Blue is crafted in tribute to our home pro football team. The Honolulu Blue Premium Vodka Can Cocktail is full of pride and bursting with huge flavor of Blue Raspberry Lemonade. This special limited edition can cocktail is perfect for tailgates and touchdowns this weekend. Look for it at your local pub, restaurant, or store. It is a Honolulu Blue Friday on the Huge Show Across Michigan, presented by Coppercraft Distillery. Are you ready for huge opinions on the Lions, Tigers, Wings, Pistons, Michigan, MSU, and every sports team in the state of Michigan? It's time for the Huge Show. From the east side to the west side to the UP, the Huge Show is on air statewide on the Michigan Sports Network. Voice your huge opinions now at 1-866-838-HUGE. That's 1-866-838-4843. Now, the huge one, Bill Simonson. What's up, Michigan? It is time for another hour of the only syndicated afternoon sports radio show in our state. 19 stations strong. For the one close to you, go to thehugeshow.net. There you can listen to the free stream weekdays at 3. And on the iHeart app, search The Huge Show. And you can listen and catch up on the podcast anywhere in the world where you get mobile service. Inside... This next 50-minute segment, Jeff Risden, Lions Wire, Draft Wire. You can follow them on Facebook, Twitter, online. One of our Lions NFL insiders will talk about clinching the NFC North in Minnesota. And what about that Cowboys game on Saturday night in Dallas? Cowboys have dominated every opponent at home. They've looked very average the last two weeks at Buffalo in the loss to Miami last Sunday. So we'll get to Riz. On the Lions forecasting uh, the playoffs, they still have a shot at the number one seed. Number one seed. If they win the next two games and the Niners lose one more game, maybe Matt Stafford could help out his old team. Lions could get the bye and the number one seed, Rizzy. That is just through even where they were in the final minute last. Last Sunday in Minnesota, that they're uh, two wins away and a Niners loss from being the overall number one seed. They are, and there were a lot of people that were still thinking they're not going to win the division with one minute to go in that game. Well, they're they're straight-up defense, Riz, and I said this on the huge social network pages. When they're not sending pressure and they try and play straight-up defense with the current personnel that they have in that secondary – they are going to get towards. They can't do it. Yeah, exactly right. They don't have the speed on the outside to, to match up. Um, Cam Sutton's a good cornerback, but he's he's not going to be able to keep up with the, the speediest receivers. It's going to be interesting this week because Dallas offers a variety of receivers. What do you do in mix and matching with, with Cam Sutton and Khalil Dorsey on the outside? Jerry Jacobs might be back this week. Uh, that's probably bad news for a lot of fans. Is CJ back this week? That's that's the... Is that going to be a game time question where they don't want to show their hand? I think it's going to be made official um, 
it could actually be by by the end of the show. We'll see. Uh, he, it sounds like he's going to be back. Uh, in talking to people that are in the Lions room um, early this week, they think he's coming back. Now, they do have an, another week to go if they don't want to activate him this time, but uh, it sounds like he will be back. That will be interesting because he plays the role that Ify Milifonwu is playing. Ify is the NFC Defensive Player of the Week for how good he played. And uh, I actually chronicled this earlier in the week at, at Lions Wire. He, he matched his entire career production in two weeks. Played 30 games for the Lions before the last two weeks and didn't do anything close to what he'd done. It, it's, it's unbelievable how well Aaron Glenn has figured out how to use him if he deserves some credit on his own, this is a guy who once missed three games with a finger that wasn't broken. He's gotten a lot tougher. He's learned how to play not at 100%, and that's important. That's something that a lot of players don't get. You know, you, you get your guys that, you know, why, well, God, why isn't he as good as he was in college? Well, you know, NFL's a little bit more physical, and it took, it took Iffy some time to, to come to that realization, but he's got it now, and it's, it's great that they found a use for him. I'm, I'm curious where he fits because the other role that CJ plays – is the Brian Branch role. Branch is doing phenomenal at that. None of those guys are outside corners. They've all played it before, but you don't want to see them playing in the NFL. And that's like right now, far and away, the number one need on this team is an outside cornerback. I know there's a lot of people that think it's pass rush. You can scheme pass rush. You can't scheme covering people. You just can't. The one thing that I've noticed, and I was in attendance, the Broncos win, or the Lions win over the Broncos on that Saturday night in Detroit and watching the Minnesota game, especially early, that I think Aaron Glenn, Campbell, the defensive staff, went back and watched those early games this year and said, why did we win at Kansas City? Why did we win at Tampa? Why did we win at Green Bay? What was it? What were we doing? And the one thing that was missing was consistent pressure, sending branch, sending DBs. Not allowing quarterbacks to get comfortable, whether it was Mahomes, whether it was Jordan Love uh, at the time, I think Baker, right? Yep. Don't let them get comfortable. Don't let them. Don't let them set up and pick you apart because you don't have those corners. You don't have the depth in the secondary, and that's what I've seen the last two weeks. And that's why when I'm watching, and, and I know it's a catch twenty-two. You got the lead. You don't want to blitz all the time because what if he picks it up? I'm going to take a chance that Mullins isn't going to beat me deep, which he didn't in the end, and he threw another pick. But when you send guys with speed, when you because the, the one thing that's changed the offense has been the speed of Gibbs and now J-Mo in the hands of Laporta. And I believe the Lions, when I look when they're at their best, Jeff, it's when they are sending pressure. And that could be Anzalone. Even I noticed Rodriguez with his speed yeah. getting a few more snaps. You know, Campbell still worries me on pass coverage. It really does. Oh, my God. He, I, he, I never hardly see him cover anybody. But that secondary, letting them loose on quarterbacks, to me, is their ticket. They can't stop doing it because they don't have the personnel to play straight up D in the secondary. You're exactly right. And I, I do think they figured that out because they, when they were bad – they got away from that. We're only rushing four. We're we're playing you know three linebackers all the time, and and you're you're that's asking a lot of those guys if they don't have pressure. Well, you're you, asking a lot of guys who are who would be backups on most NFL squads if they were even on the roster. But I'll right. go most 
backups. Even Jacobs yeah. will get toasted in a lot oh, of yeah. single coverage. He does, and that and some of that's you know he just doesn't have that that natural feel for a. His problem is he doesn't locate the ball. He doesn't understand when the ball's in the air. I've actually told him that personally, uh, and he's like, "Yeah, no, I'm working on it." Uh, he's a great working guy. on it. You're in the NFL. I, I, yeah, no, it's 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 catch twenty two, but like. Like the the one touchdown that they got to uh, to KJ Osborne on that, that's a case where the Lions are begging, really, because they double covered Justin Jefferson, they kept a linebacker in to get the 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 running back coming out of the backfield on it. They gave Mullins like if you can hit KJ Osborne fifty yards down the field, do it, and he did. Like that that's the trade offs that you have well, to have. On, on the touchdown with uh, if I remember with Osborne, was that Dorsey who let him that go? That was Dorsey, yeah. Yeah, Dor- Dorsey's horrible. He's good on special teams. <laughs> he's he's, he's not, horrible in the second. That, he's and unfortunately though, he's the best guy that they got right now. But he's good on special teams. He is he's very good on special teams. Okay, uh, and, but uh, he the, the coverability, which it's is not there. I would I would have liked to have seen more of Kindle Vildor and there's a sense I, like I never Vildor. thought I would have said. <laughs> I like Vildor. His contribution has been noticeable the last two games, he's, which have been wins. He's a phenomenal open field tackler. And he's quick. Yes, he is. Uh, he's another guy that doesn't necessarily have a lot of long speed and Vildor coverage. Vildor sounds like some, you know, Star Wars. <laughs> Are you taking on Vildor? Yes, I am. We will conquer Vildor. Yeah. He, he stuck out like we're at the Broncos game with my brother and Joe Badro, Russ, and Tag, and we're like, Who, who's, who's Vildor? Yeah. And he's an impact player. I like him. He's doing all right. And, and I uh, agree with your open field tackling. Yeah, he's very good there. Uh, that, that was that was one of the reasons why the Bears liked him when they had him. You know, like He couldn't cover much there, but you know, you got to find what your guys Does do Does he well. talk to people with like the opening line, I am Vildor? I like that. I do. I would. That's so good right now, Lions, NFC, North champs. I know we're – I'm, oh, I'm not man. nitpicking or looking back because they won the game and they won the NFC North. To me, it's and we're going to get this gauge Saturday night in Dallas. Are are they playoff ready? Because the way the playoff tree is setting up, you know, we're not going to luck out more than likely and get Minnesota or Green Bay. You're you're going to get a quality team as a wild card of Seattle, a Rams. We're talking yeah. experienced playoff teams, and we know the track record the Lions have with the Seahawks. Are they ready? to ramp it up and go next level. And I think Saturday night against the Cowboys will give us a strong indicator if they are. I agree with that. And some of that is the fact that Dallas is playing to win that game because they're still alive in the NFC East type race. They're behind Philadelphia right now. They got to win that game. But if if the Cowboys do win that game, they're in in very good shape to catch that division because the Eagles the Eagles don't scare anybody right now. That that's not a good football team right now. They're not as good right now as Minnesota or Green Bay is. That just over the last month, they're they're not playing good football. So, you know, that the Cowboys sense that opportunity. They're, you know they're gonna come hard and treat it like a playoff game. And I want to see how the Lions respond to that. You said it earlier. Dallas at home is a very different team. They're they're one of the best teams in the league when they're playing in Jerry World. I think they're the best home team. Uh, they they certainly they Niners certainly were until we watched what Baltimore did and Lamar. See the Niners. The Niners have vulnerabilities, and I thought I thought Baltimore did a very good job of exploiting those. I also actually think that the Lions are set up fairly well to exploit what San Francisco does. I'm more worried. I, I honestly I would be more worried about <laughs> Seattle. 
I don't want to play Seattle. The Rams and the Stafford thing. The, Ra- the Rams can do it, but uh, Stafford doesn't run as Stafford much. Stafford can't come to Detroit and end their season. I hope not. Oh, God. I, the first I, playoff game ever in Ford Field and Stafford get a win. I That, that gets me yeah. close to moving the, to the, another country. The teams that throw the ball down the field very well with a quarterback who can also move are real problems. For but, the and by the way, uh, let's go down the current wild card teams in the NFC off of what you just said, Riz. Yeah. Seahawks, Rams, and Cowboys. Yeah, yeah. Hello. Yeah, and we'll see. We'll see how they handle the Dallas. Late, this the week. latest with with everything happening. The latest NFC playoff picture: Rams coming to Detroit. Yeah. Mm. Now, if the Lions win out, they'll be the two seed at worst, and that would put them. Then they're playing. New Orleans or Green Bay. Uh, actually, the winner of the Green Bay Minnesota game this weekend is in decent shape to get that. So there, there's still a lot going on at the bottom of that. Like, yeah, but Seattle scoring that TD late to beat Tennessee. I was like, come on, Tennessee, hold that would, on. That would have been nice. Like, I, I don't want to play the Seahawks. The Seahawks, for whatever reason, it feels like they just have the Lions number. I don't. I'm not sure that they're better than some of the other teams, but the way they match up, just it's not good. Uh, but you know that that's one of the reasons why this Dallas game is going to be fascinating because we're seeing the Lions now that they've accomplished something. Now go win a game that you're not expected to win because you're going to have to do that at some point in this postseason. Uh, probably not the first round, but maybe the second round, maybe maybe the championship game if you make it that far. You've got to prove that you can beat another good team on without the the home field advantage. You know, unfavorable conditions. There's. Look, Dallas this weekend is honoring Jimmy Johnson. They're they're putting him up in their whatever their ring, ring of honor ring, is. Ring of honor, yeah, that's yeah. What they call it ring of honor. Uh, that's 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 emotion right there, you know. But but then again, that's finally healing the bridge with Jerry. That, that I will Jones. tell you, that is the dominant topic of conversation in the Dallas Fort Worth area this week because that's been a very sore subject down there for a long time. Oh, a long time. A long time and how it, they've treated It was Jerry. egos, and it was like Jerry wanted to be the guy, and even I think Jerry stepped back. He did. You know, Stephen Jones, who I know the son, is kind of the front man. Jerry's there is, you know, riding along. But, you know, you're, we're talking about Dallas, but I'm looking at that NFC playoff picture. Seattle has a has a nice road where they could actually bump up to – you know, you're you're the Lions. You would like that two seed, but I, I'm looking here, and I have a tough time. I, I really do. With uh, obviously the Cowboys or Eagles have that one wild card locked up, yeah. and the Rams and Seahawks have schedules. Now the Rams have the Niners. You know they're sitting there. You get Minnesota. You brought that up earlier. Do you root for the Rams because if they win that game, they're probably coming to Detroit. Well, then and then, and then there's the interesting <laughs> thing that the Lions lose. Okay, l- listen to this. I, I, if the Lions lose Saturday night to the Cowboys, right, and, and they could, then you get Minnesota in a game that could help Minnesota get in to be the team that actually could end up playing you. You could be playing Minnesota three times in four weeks. Think about that. So you need you need <laughs> Minnesota to beat Green Bay, and then you're the Lions. Do you? I, there's a there's some, so many different ways that it can go right now. Uh, well, you know, got the Buccaneers look like they're going to win the South, right? They do, but they play so that that division. There's three teams right now that are in the fight for that. Atlanta, New Orleans, and Tampa Bay, and they all play one another at one point in the last two weeks. So that's. The loser out of that might not get in, 
But if they do get in, that's the team you want to play because the Lions had very little trouble with any of the teams in that division this year. They swept that division. In fact, they also swept the AFC South. So, you know, they are the AFC West. They're the champion of three divisions this year. How about if the Bears had the win over the Lions that they gave away? They'd still be in the playoff hunt. Is that crazy? They're feeling that in Chicago right now. I wonder if Eberflus is going to keep his job. And we talked a little bit about that off the air. Because the evacuation plan was set a month in, right, on the season. You know, and they're they're going to get the number one overall pick from Carolina. Do you has to be Marvin Justin Harrison Fields? Jr. Uh, yeah, but do you keep Justin Fields, or does a new coach, if he comes in, does a new GM, if he comes in, do they want to keep him? Do they want to trade him? There's going to be a trade market. We saw it earlier. Like these guys are five and four in their last nine. How do yeah. you get rid of Eberflus? Like like Russell Wilson's bench now in Denver. Do are they going to try to trade him? Could they trade him for Justin Fields? Like who knows? There's going to be so. It's nice for the Lions to be above all that. We talked about on the Detroit Lions podcast this week. Like, we're not talking draft at all. Like, that's, you know, as you know, Bill, I'm a massive NFL draft guy. That's my passion. I run draft wire for USA Today. I don't have anything to do with it on, on the Lions side. And it's, it's refreshing. It's fun. Who are we going to take at number 30 overall? Like, I don't know. It's kind of neat. You're not even I talking like free agency, which obviously you'll probably look for a right edge rusher opposite whatever side you have Hutch on. And you'll look for a shutdown corner. Yep. And you got to, you got to, you got to replace if you're your guards invest money, too. Yeah, yeah. You're in, in some backup offensive linemen. Yeah. You, even though Glasgow had a great game. Yeah. So keep in mind though, this yeah. year uh, when you're doing your draft needs, Graham Glasgow, Jonah Jackson, and Halapula Vadi Vitae are all free agents at the end of the year, and at least one of them, probably two of them, won't be back. So you're you got to you get into that money cycle situation on because you're going to have to pay golf, which we'll get to in our next segment. Yeah, I think he takes them to a playoff win, plays well. He'll get that mega extension. We'll talk about that and more. Jeff Risden from Lions Wire, Draft Wire. Follow them on Facebook, Twitter. Also one of the co-hosts on the Detroit Lions podcast he just mentioned that you can hear weekly on YouTube. Just search uh, Detroit Lions podcast. If you have a Lions question or comment, you can join us on the Mercantile Bank listener line at 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. A reminder for those listening on the game, 7.30 a.m. in Lansing. I'll be with my good friends Lanny, Jerry, Randy, Vic, all the Prestons. Joey at Preston's Bar, downtown Grand Ledge, Saturday night. I've been telling them for years we're going to do a watch party and I'll show up. So if you're from Grand Ledge, Lansing area, join me Saturday night. I think it's a little after 8 is the kick. Lions at the Cowboys, and I'll be at Preston's Bar in downtown Grand Ledge. And wherever you're watching the Lions, make sure you celebrate or tailgate or at your house party, load up on Honolulu Blue from Coppercraft Distillery. Blue Raspberry Lemonade Vodka in that Honolulu Blue and Silver can available at Meyer stores. Look for it in the center aisle, your local spirit stores, and more. Honolulu Blue from Coppercraft Distillery. To the callers online, stick around. Michigan will hear you next. From St. Joseph to Midland, this show is huge. Merck Perks from Mercantile Bank is here. Merck Perks checking has all you need to plan your busy lifestyle. Travel services for hotels, airfare and cruises, cash back rewards, and even savings on prescriptions, eyewear, and dental work. 
Merck Perks also includes all the traditional benefits you love, like online and mobile banking and fee-free access to almost 40,000 MoneyPass ATMs. So when you're ready for Perks, Merck is here. Learn more at MyMerckPerks.com, member FDIC. Bill Simonson here for my good friend Josh Garvey. Now, he is a managing shareholder at Bean Garter, soon to be Dorn Mayhew at the end of the year. And with the merger, there is growth and a chance for you to fill an executive or other high-level finance-related roles, either at Bean Garter here in downtown Grand Rapids or over at the Dorn Mayhew World Headquarters in Troy or at any of their offices across the country and around the world. They have a national specialized talent pool with ideal candidates for long-term placement, ongoing support for post-placement success. So if you're looking for that next chapter in your professional career, talk to Josh Garvey and the team at Bean Garter. Easiest way, you can call Bean Garter, ask for Josh Garvey, or go to their website, B-E-E-N-E-G-A-R-T-R.com, or look for Bean Garter, soon to be Dorn Mayhew, on Facebook and on Twitter. Welcome to the Drew World Order. Drew Hill, Friday, January 26th at Soaring Eagle Casino. There's a party on this hill. The same show, the soulful bad boy of R&B. Genuine. Ride the pony for a two-step in good time. Tickets start at $45 and are on sale now at the box office or online at etix.com. Genuine. Drew Hill. Friday, January 26th at Sorry Evil Casino. Huge here for all the Mr. Car Wash locations across Michigan. You're going to want to look into that unlimited monthly pass that I use. Superfly Hayes, my producer, uses it. I can get my SUV washed as often as I like for one low price. You can sign up today. Just go to MrCarWash.com or stop by your local Mr. Car Wash location here in Michigan for the one close to you. And to get that unlimited pass, go to MrCarWash.com. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. We are back on The Huge Show across Michigan. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. Jeff Risden from Lions Wire, Draft Wire. You can follow both on Facebook and Twitter, also a co-host on the Detroit Lions podcast. You can hear weekly on YouTube. Just search Detroit Lions podcast. Joining us in studio talking about your NFC North champions, first division title in 30 years for the Lions. And Barry Sanders, Jeff, had a great tweet. Give Sheila Hamp a lot of credit uh, for stepping back, the hiring of Holmes, Holmes to Campbell, uh, the trade that rocked the Motor City in the state of Michigan with Stafford going to L.A., golf coming here, the heat golf took, uh, the start they had under Campbell, then the start they had in year two under Campbell, and then this year the great start, and then the middle created angst, not quite the same old Lions angst, but close to it, yet they fought through it. And as Dan Campbell said in the post game. In the locker room in Minneapolis, he wanted to salute and bring up the guys who had been there through the bad times and who are now part of the good times led by Decker. That was that was such a culture moment 
for what Dan Campbell has done with the Lions organization. Oh, 100%. And it was very, very smart to do that, getting Decker up there. You know, I caught the uh, the postgame interview that my colleague at ESPN, Eric Woodyard, did with Decker on the field after the game. And, and Decker's like crying while he's doing the, the interview, you know, just overwhelmed with the emotions. And he, he's been here since 2016. He's seen some things. He's been through some things. And the to reward that to, and, and to, to have him go up and, and Jalen Reeves, Maven and Graham Glasgow, two guys who were here back then and left and came back. Uh, Tracy Walker, who's been here since I think it's 2017. Like they did. I loved the fact that they recognized that. Yes, these are the guys there's not many who predate Campbell. They're, they're the very few rag. Now another one that's, that's recognition that I think it reflects on Dan as a former player and not just former player, but a former lion. He understands what it's like to be in this city as a player. And I think his recognition of that to the players meant something. And he recognized that. And I think that's very important. I think the fact that they have so many former players on the coaching staff is a very good benefit, specifically for reasons like that, because the, the players will understand that, you know, I didn't play. I have a great appreciation for what they're doing, but I don't, I don't know that, that feeling, you know, and they do. And I think they celebrate that. And I think that's something that's going to be attractive when players are looking for where they're going to come, you know, as a free agent, do I want to be part of that? Or do I want to be a part of a place where, you know, like I'm a, I'm a face to a guy that hasn't played since he was in you know middle school. That's not, a, that's not a difficult choice for me if I'm a player. And that's why the relatability, if that's a word of Dan Campbell connected, not only to his team, but to the lions fan base is that those lions fans are the Deckers. And even it goes deeper 30 years. Oh, where yeah. there's less than 10 guys on the roster. I saw the, Graphic on Fox on Sunday, Minneapolis. Less than 10 guys that were even born on the Lions roster that the Lions fans have been through so much that they can feed off of what Dan is saying when he invites up the players who have been through the bad times because these Lions fans, it was emotional for me. It absolutely was for me too. When it was over and the Lions won, I thought that game kind of typified my life as a Lions fan. Where, oh my God, this is awesome. They're going to blow it. They're going to, you know, I'm texting friends. They're going to blow it. Oh my God, they're going to blow it. You know what? I'm telling you right now, golf isn't a big game quarterback. Oh, well, hold on. Wait a minute. Oh, what? Oh, uh, interception. And you're going, you're going crazy. And it's not jumping off. The one thing I, I caution Dan that he's got to watch where don't listen to the noise. It's us against them. You got, you don't want to circle the wagons. That doesn't do well in coaching. And, you know, the fans are, are, are you're buying public, right? Just like Dan yeah. said, he didn't want to get into the, you know, increase in the cost of season tickets. But that, that, that by the way, is a ridiculous question for a press conference. It that, is. That's, that was, no, that was poor. No, you, you, <laughs> like, you, you know, the answer going into that. Dan's the market, not dumb. If the marketing person's in the room or standing there right. or, or Sheila Hamp. Yeah, if the owner's there, you can ask Sheila. Good question for her. Not a good question for a head coach preparing, or for a even the GM game. who have nothing to do with right. ticket sales or yeah. or marketing. But I, I just, you know, to me, they they got the job done. Now they the did. question is, where I, I still don't know this, and you see eleven and four, you see the NFL power polls, you see the possibility still of a one seed if they would win out 
and the Niners lose one, I, I still don't know if the Lions are, are are they there yet? What's missing, right? Uh, what you know, we yeah. talk about a shutdown corner, if not two, uh, another edge rusher. Is this a season base that you had the schedule that fit that allowed you to get here? Right. You had three rookies, at least three, splash offensively, Laporta, Gibbs, and J-Mo Lately, who's become almost, it feels like, the second option. He has been. After uh, St. Brown. You're, you're, or no, after Laporta. It's almost, you know, with the emergence of J-Mo, you're not seeing the 10 catches or 12 targets of St. Brown now. Yeah, he did, he did get him in the last game, but overall, yeah, he's not. So are they are they there yet? Because when we when we hear the possibility of a one seed, that means you, by record you're the best team in the NFC. We look at power polls. I mentioned pretty much top five or six in every one. Yep. Do you think the Lions are there on paper as one of the best teams in the NFL? I do. I will say I think they can beat anyone anywhere. Doesn't mean they will, but they can. How many times have you said that about the Lions in your life? Not very often. <laughs> not, not in a very long time. I thought the twenty, the first playoff team with Stafford and Sue, and that, I thought that team could win some games. It wound up, it didn't work that way. Calvin, Sue, Stafford, yeah, right? Yeah. That, that, because that was a, a very top-heavy team. The bottom of that roster was atrocious. You know, you know what hurt them, if you think about this? If, if Best never has to retire because of the concussions. And the speed and the difference he was making on the field at the same time with Calvin, right? It set things up a lot. And you see that in right now with the dynamic with Jameer Gibbs coming in, with how he plays off of Amon Ra and, and Jamo with his speed that they're learning how to use more vertically instead of horizontal or horizontally instead of vertically, which is what you know Herman Moore was screaming at, like, hey, run this guy on some drags and some combat. Like and they're doing it and they're figuring it out. I like that. This is a team, again, I, I wouldn't expect them to beat the 49ers, and I probably wouldn't expect them to beat the Cowboys. We'll see how they do this weekend, but uh, they can. And there are there are very clear paths to how they can win this game Saturday night and how they can carry that into the postseason and do it again if they have to. The, they have the ability. The, one of the things that, that I liked, um, and a colleague of mine said it the other day, was we need to stop worrying about who we're going to be playing, and they need to be worried about playing us. And I think that's a very key mindset. And I do think, from talking to a couple of people that are in the building this week, the Lions are getting that. They're they're learning that, yeah, we are the hunted, and we're okay with that. Because they didn't wear that hat very well early on. That, when they had their lull in the middle of the season, when the, when the you know Thanksgiving and going to Chicago, they didn't, they were the prey for the first time, and they didn't do it very well. I think they've figured that out now. Um, I think the Denver game and the Minnesota game both showed that this team understands how to play as the favorite. And th- that, that that's a subtle difference, but it, it catches teams all the time, man. I, I remember the Marvin Lewis Bengals teams. They could never make that jump, even though they were better than the teams they were playing. Like They, they couldn't get that mindset. I see the Lions developing that mindset, and it's, it's kind of cool to see. I, I still have a moment to pause and think on how close they were to blowing that game. I know it's a road win, and a win is a win. You're 11 and four. There still is a side of me that, you know, at home, what they did to Denver just close them out. It's done. You could feel it. It's over, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. That's why this game against Dallas on Saturday night, there is, 
not a must-win situation. You're guaranteed the three seed, the home playoff game for the first time in Ford Field history. First playoff game at yeah. Ford Field. But are they, because I'm a Lions fan, which pessimism is part of being a Lions fan based on the last 30 years. Are they really amongst the elite? And that's why Saturday night, with what the Cowboys have done to every opponent this year in Arlington, yeah. if the Lions go there and give them a game until the end, okay? Let's say it's 30-27 and Cowboys, their kicker, <laughs> some really good kickers in the NFL this year. Uh, not for Detroit, unfortunately. Yeah, well, <laughs> I'm not sure. Yeah. The the money badger, I'm not quite sure it's all money there, but <laughs> I, I, there's a lot of meaning to this game visually yeah. on how the Lions look that will tell me if they're there. Yeah, I agree with that. I think Because let's be honest, the NFC North, you lost Cousins. Packers have been up and down. You can see Love Young at times, right? Uh, the Bears, they're, they're not closing strong. They're not there yet. So the, we knew the NFC North, they were going to win it. That was the expectation. And they took care of business, and that's important. But, yeah, you want to see them. they got to win that playoff game. You would like to see them go out and and win or or make it a – like there's no shame in losing to Dallas in Dallas, especially when they're playing for their playoff life. I mean, they're they're in the playoffs, but they're playing to win a division. We know what kind of motivation that brings. But it would be – you don't want to lose like 30 to 12. You don't want to do something where, oh, my God, we got exposed. And I don't think that's going to happen. I think it's going to be a close game. Uh, I believe the line on the game is six. Six. Yeah. Six and a half uh, I, based I, on how you look at it on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. I, 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 like, I like the Lions with the six, but I'm not sure I would like them with three. You know what I mean? It's. I think they're going to keep it very close. I think they're, they're, they are too good at what they do. To, to lose badly to Dallas as long as Jared Goff plays the way he has the last couple of weeks. Aaron Glenn coordinates the defense the way he has the last couple of weeks. The, the, again, this team can beat anyone anywhere and should expect to beat most teams most places. But Dallas, this is, this is, a, this is a special one because they're, they're really tough. And then, then you set up the last week. If they lose this game, then they know they're the three seed. What do you do against Minnesota in week 18? Do you do you start Teddy Bridgewater in his last game playing against a team that drafted him and had such high hopes for him? Do you rest guys like Alex Anzalone and Frank Ragnow? And Hutch. And Hutch, yeah, because you can't afford to, to get that loss. Like that, that, those are These are weird problems that you we've never play, had before, dude. You can't dude. play golf if there's nothing on the line in the finale. You can't play golf and let him get hurt. Especially if you're not playing Ragnow. And I can see them giving Ragnow a break. Maybe Decker gets a break. And you see what you've got in, in your younger linemen to see if they're worth their salt. Um, remember, this is a team, we talked about it earlier, that, that all their guards are free agents. They also don't have a backup center. It's Graham Glasgow. If he leaves, you gotta you got to figure out if this Michael Neese guy can play center. I, I don't know if he can or not. He's played one preseason game. He was a right tackle at Temple before that. Like they, they're going to learn a lot about their team in the last couple of weeks when they, and I really hope that they do play some of the guys. And and I don't, I don't want to rest golf. Like I think he should play because I want to keep him sharp. And, and I know this is a fairly unpopular opinion. I don't want the number one seed. I want to be the two seed. I don't want to buy. I want to keep playing. I want to, I want to roll with that momentum. I don't want to sit back and think and like, 
oh crap, we, we got we got to think about all the players that we can like. Let's just go and keep playing. Stay in rhythm. Stay focused. Stay on it. That's why I want the two seed instead of the one seed. So I'm I'm fine if San Francisco keeps that one seed. More power to them. I don't worry about going to San Francisco and winning. Lions can win there. I don't know if they would, but they can. I I would much rather have that two seed because then then you have the possibilities of you know you can maybe maybe Hendon Hooker gets a cup of coffee at the end of the game. You know, plays final couple drives. Maybe you. You can you can rest David Montgomery and let Craig Reynolds run some. You see what you've got in one of your practice squad backs. Let Antoine Green, your rookie wide receiver, let's see what he can do. You know, maybe rest Amon Ra for a little bit. I want those things to happen, and that that's again that's what happens if you beat Dallas, but also if you lose. Like there's not a bad there's not a bad outcome for me for this game. Would I love to beat Dallas? Heck yeah. I, I think I, beating Dallas and... Because that does send a message. Like, and going into the final week where you have a shot at the one seed and home field advantage, because I know you don't want the one, but I would take the one based on the fact that they would have they would not have to go on the road. That would be nice. And Absolutely. Field. Yeah. Because I'm uh, the way I'm looking at this playoff tree, and based on remaining schedules, it really looks like the three wild cards will be... Uh, the who doesn't win the East Eagles or Cowboys Seahawks and Rams. So you're, we talked about the, the quarterbacks, the athletes, the, the deep throws for the Seahawks, Rams, Cowboys that you let them go fight it out in week one. And the lions get a bye week knowing that those two home games, you are two wins away from the Super Bowl. In and Vegas, it's been a very long time since. Can you we've imagine been able to if the that. Lions are in the Super Bowl in Vegas? It was uh, a chaos. As I, as not I, just not just the tickets. I'm talking every fan would migrate out there. It would be like Lions Lollapalooza. Oh yeah, it would be just a week long fest. Like we were talking, Anthony Bellino from X's and Bros heard weekday mornings at six a.m. on the Michigan Sports Network. We were saying. Hey, uh, what if the Lion? Are, do we have a a Vegas contingency plan? And I'm like, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> yeah, for real. I have been cleared. Uh, I do have media credentials tentatively accepted from the NFL to go to the game. I don't. It'd be nice to have to use them. It'd be real yeah. Nice. I'm, I'm trying to figure <laughs> out. I I was thinking an RV and take the road trip, or we stop and do the show on the way to Vegas, and then. You got a place to stay. And again, Marty from the Michigan Sports Network between the Michigan-Ohio State game and opening day with the Tigers, I've spent two nights in that, not showering. and just, That sounds great. Oh yeah, that was really <laughs> fun. <laughs> we got to get a driver. I'm not driving out there. I've seen RV with the late Robin Williams. I'm not a Chevy <laughs> Chase vacation. I'm not, yeah. I'm not driving an RV through the mountains. You're crazy. At, at this time of year? You got to go February? south. Yeah, south. You got to go the hey. south route. You can't go through the... Yeah, you got to like drive down to Dallas and go straight go, Yeah, through yeah, Amarillo and yeah. like... Uh, um, Take Route 10 out. Albuquerque, yeah. yeah. Through uh, Flagstaff that's, and then, you know... Uh, that 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 drive west from, from Dallas. Oh, my God. There's nothing it's there. It's nice. It gets it's nice nothing. when you get to Arizona. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, welcome back to Travel Log with uh, Bill and uh, Jeff. Uh, Jeff from Lions Wire, Draft Wire, co-host on the Detroit Lions podcast. You can hear weekly on YouTube. Uh, if you have a Lions comment or question, you can join us on the Mercantile Bank listener line at one 838 4843 
uh, at Huge Show on Twitter, the Huge Show on Facebook. Also, when you're watching the Lions, getting ready to tailgate house party this weekend for the Cowboys game, grab some Honolulu Blue from Coppercraft Distillery, Blue Raspberry Lemonade Vodka. Fantastic drink. I think 10% uh, alcohol, the Honolulu Blue and Silver Can, available at Meyer Stores, your local spirit stores in Michigan, also available at Ford Field. Look for the Coppercraft uh, Distillery and their locations throughout Ford Field. And speaking of the Lions, on Saturday night against the Cowboys, I will be down with my affiliate, the game 7.30 a.m. in Lansing at Preston's Bar, downtown Grand Ledge, for a huge Lions-Cowboys watch party. If you live in the Lansing area, if you live in Grand Ledge, join me, Lanny, Preston, Vic Preston, Jerry Preston, Randy Preston, Joe Preston, my God. They used to be Prestoninis. Their family came from Italy, seriously, and they dropped the Prestonini to Preston because, you know, they were coming to America. And they opened up businesses in downtown Grand Ledge, and the family still has uh, Preston's Bar. Great hangout. One of those classic old-school belly-up-to-the-bar-type locations. And I'll be there on Saturday night. So join me. Kick off a little after 8 p.m. Jeff Risden from the Lions Wire, Draft Wire, and the Detroit Lions podcast in studio. More on the Lions-Cowboys, the NFC North, the playoffs, and your questions that we'll answer coming up. Everything huge, 24-7 at net. Ring in the new year and get game day deals with One Stop at Meyer. Shop extra large avocados for 99 cents each. Select Coca-Cola, Pepsi, 7-Up, or Dr. Pepper products. Buy two, get one free. Plus deposit where applicable. And select Lay's party Size chips or poppables, two for $6. Plus, pay the same low Meyer prices no matter how you shop, in-store or online. Cheer on your favorite team and celebrate the new year when you shop quality and One Stop at Meyer. Exclusions apply. See all the deals in the Meyer app. Imagine this, winning big at Soaring Eagle. It's the Snowfall Lucky Draw, every Saturday in December. Select the lucky ornament from the holiday tree for the chance to take home your share of over $400,000 in prizes. It's the Snowfall Lucky Draw, every Saturday in December, only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort, your getaway reimagined. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com for complete rules and details. Van Andel Institute Purple Community is a grassroots fundraising network powered by the dedicated volunteers who support VAI's mission to improve human health now and in the future. When you raise funds through the Van Andel Institute Purple Community, 100% of the proceeds go directly to the Institute's research into diseases like cancer and Parkinson's, as well as VAI science education programs. Learn how you can get involved at purplecommunity.org. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. We are back on The Huge Show across Michigan, part of the Michigan Sports Network. For the station close to you, go to The Huge Show Dot net 19 affiliates and thank you to the game am 730 in lansing we are back live monday through friday three until 6 p.m we have a pretty cool contest going on right now with drew and the crew from impact power sports 
They're on 14 Mile in Rockford here on the west side of the state, Michigan's newest go-to Yamaha golf cart dealer. And we are giving away Lomas Brown's golf cart. It's tricked out with everything on it. Uh, You can see it. Just go add Huge Show on Twitter, The Huge Show on Facebook. But if you want to enter to win it in the drawing next summer during our huge golf event at the Tullymore Golf Resort in Canadian Lakes, Michigan, just text IMPACT to 21000 and you'll be in the drawing. Text IMPACT to 21000. And if you're looking for a custom golf cart, Drew and the crew can handle anything you want. Your new cart for the golf club, for the course, for your neighborhood, for your business, for the lake house. If you're interested in a custom golf cart, a custom Yamaha golf cart, uh, go see Drew and the crew at Impact Power Sports on 14 Mile in Rockford, Michigan's newest go-to Yamaha golf cart dealer. And 24-7, everything you need with this show is free and available when you need it at thehugeshow.net. Big. Bad. Huge. The following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. It's a Honolulu Blue Friday on the Huge Show across Michigan, presented by Coppercraft Distillery. Honolulu Blue is crafted in tribute to our home pro football team. The Honolulu Blue Premium Vodka Can Cocktail is full of pride and bursting with huge flavor of Blue Raspberry Lemonade. This special limited edition can cocktail is perfect for tailgates and touchdowns this weekend. Look for it at your local pub, restaurant, or store. It is a Honolulu Blue Friday on the Huge Show Across Michigan, presented by Coppercraft Distillery. Are you ready for huge opinions on the Lions, Tigers, Wings, Pistons, Michigan, MSU, and every sports team in the state of Michigan? It's time for the Huge Show. From the east side to the west side to the UP, the Huge Show is on air statewide on the Michigan Sports Network. Voice your huge opinions now at 1-866-838-HUGE. That's 1-866-838-4843. Now, the huge one, Bill Simonson. What's up, Michigan? It is time for another hour on the only syndicated afternoon sports radio show. 19 radio stations strong for the one close to you on the Michigan Sports Network. Go to thehugeshow.net. There you can also listen to the free stream weekdays at 3. And on the iHeart app, search The Huge Show, and you can listen live or catch up on the podcast anywhere in the world. Where you get mobile service, just search The Huge Show. Inside this hour, more conversation with Jeff Risden from Lions Wire, Draft Wire, co-host on the Detroit Lions podcast. You can find weekly on YouTube. If you got a Lions comment or question, you can drop it on the Mercantile Bank listener line at 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. We'll get to Jared Goff. What's his future in Detroit beyond this year? Risden will drop a huge opinion on that. More on the matchup with the Cowboys on Saturday night, and then you get to the playoffs. Current playoff tree 
uh, as we speak. Niners are the one seed. Seahawks the seven seed going to the Eagles, the two seed. Rams and Stafford to the Lions. Wow. <laughs> That's amazing. Cowboys at the Buccaneers. What about Baker Mayfield, Rizzy, and Tampa? They, they decided to open up their passing game and not put it in the hands of their defense. Funny how that works sometimes. When you trust your, your quarterback that's been good but not great, it's similar to Stafford. I would, I would uh, I'm sorry, similar to Goff. I would say Goff is better than Baker Mayfield. I don't think most people would argue with that. But empowering a guy with a chip like that. You know, Jared Goff doesn't show it a lot. He's a prideful dude. He he knows that not everybody believes in him, and he's out there to prove them. And, and from covering Baker when he was in Cleveland, I he's at his best when people doubt him. And I wouldn't say that Goff is that, but he Goff definitely feels the disrespect and wants to go out there and, and shove that in your face. And he does it he does it in a different way, but he does do it. And uh, there's something to that. Not not getting complacent and not letting a guy who who thrives on emotional adversity and to give that to him and let him do that, that's smart coaching job by Todd Bowles down there in, in Tampa. That that team should win the NFC South. But if they don't, that's a team, man, if they if they don't if they get that last wild card spot, and it's certainly possible that they could, that's a team you really want to play because they don't match up well with Detroit at all. Uh, how how it plays out, you know, you got to root. So if you want the number one seed, the 49ers have to lose one game. I don't think they're losing to the Giants. They could lose to the Rams. <laughs> we'll see. Like, so that game, if the Rams were to win, that would almost assuredly mean that they're coming to Detroit or, or you know, being the sixth seed, maybe they wouldn't be because then the Lions would be the one. They, there's, there's sort of that sort of, you know, do you want to play Stafford? In Ford Field, no, in that first playoff I, game. I, you I, don't because I, I think this. I, I think you get Stafford and McVay. I don't know if this is the final run. A lot of people thought both were going to be gone before yeah, this true. season started. And Stafford, the mixed emotions, and you know, golf. This pressure again. I, I look at golf when he doesn't have a solid, clean pocket. He seems to be a different quarterback. When he looks like he's forcing it, he's a different quarterback. I'm just thinking about that hype and buildup for that entire week, knowing Stafford is coming back to Detroit and you're golf. I, I don't think, I know he relishes the challenge, but I don't think that's a good situation for golf or the Lions. I don't. I buy that. Uh, I, I and, and Rams are coming in with nothing to lose. And they've been playing good football lately. And they have a deep passing game. And we talked about it earlier. The Lions don't stop over the top well. The reason that they beat the, we talked about the the Buccaneers, the reason that they beat them is because Baker Mayfield can't make those throws. One of the reasons that they beat the Packers, Jordan Love can't make those throws. I don't think we can say that Matthew Stafford can't make those throws. I think we've all seen him make those throws a lot to Puka Nakua, to, to Cooper Cup. They're, uh, they're dangerous. Yeah, And then Donald is still dangerous. They still have... Uh, savvy playoff experience coaches and players. I just give me give me the Seahawks because I'm looking at the schedules in the NFC and it really looks like the Rams and Seahawks are the Rams do have that Niners game. If it's not them, then you're getting into that mix of 
you know, uh, Minnesota yeah. still, yeah. right? So Minnesota and Green Bay play this weekend. The winner of that will still be very alive. The loser's done. Well, the, the winner, if it's Minnesota, is very alive yeah. based on if the Rams get beat by the Niners. Right. 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 Yeah. They're, they're, then the Rams beating the Niners and the Lions winning out, if they could win Saturday night in Dallas, creates then, a Minnesota game for... <laughs> or oh, the Lions are the number one seed, and then you're then you're waiting to see who which is mm. the lowest seed team that wins. It could still be the Rams, for that matter. The Rams could go in and beat. Uh, mm. They could beat. They could beat Dallas or Philly. The, the, this or playoff it talk it's, it's, is surreal, isn't it? Awesome. It, it's awesome, but it's surreal. <laughs> Even Superfly is getting nervous over here talking about it. I do not want Matt Stafford in that opening game. I, I could give me Stafford in the second playoff game when the Lions got the. The emotion of the first playoff game at Ford Field, done with. I do not want Stafford in the first playoff game. I respect that. I do. I just don't. I do. A matter of fact, if I looked at the playoff tree as it sits today, as we're talking with Jeff Risden for the Lions Wire, Draft Wire, follow them on Facebook and Twitter, and the playoff tree features in order by seeds, Niners, Eagles, Lions, Buccaneers, Cowboys, Rams, Seahawks. If I had to choose who I didn't want at home as my first playoff game, eventually you got to get through a couple of the good ones. It, it would be the it would be the Rams because they're not going to be any lower than three. So really, it comes down to this: Rams, Seahawks, Packers, Vikings, Vikings. Falcons. Right? That, yeah. That group there with the Seahawks and the Rams controlling their own destiny by winning out. Right. Correct? That's correct. Yeah. So if they both win out, they're I'll both in. The, yeah, but the Seahawks against Detroit. And here's why I think the problem. They stretch the field. What you're talking about. And then they have running backs win healthy. If you have Walker and Charbonnet. But they've been fighting through injuries. But they have deep receivers. Rams have that. Cowboys have that. The Cowboys do have that. Mm. We're going to see that this week. This We're going to see a, how they can that, challenge That is it. not a good wild card threesome for the Lions currently. In the NFC. I'm very curious as to how the, the Lions handle the, the passing attack this week. One thing that the Cowboys don't have this year that they've had for a long time, their offensive line isn't what it used to be. And Aiden Hutchinson has a very nice matchup this week against Terrence Steele, who's not playing really good football right now. They don't have the run game that you've expected to come out of Dallas. They can still run the ball. They're not bad, but they don't have that dominance that they used to have. You know, you can... Tony Pollard doesn't really scare people that much anymore, especially if he was on your fantasy team. You probably know that. But they're throwing to CeeDee Lamb, and like they, they've got tight ends. CeeDee Lamb is almost unguardable if Prescott has time. He's so he's so quick in the open field and has such an innate feel for where to go. Uh, he's sort of like a faster Amon Ross St. Brown. He doesn't have the production for that, but some of that is the fact that Dallas. I think he can stretch around. him deeper a little bit more than St. Brown yeah. can. St. Brown is there's no better receiver in the league between like eight and fifteen yards than Amon Ross St. Brown. Get him out of that comfort range though, and there's other people that, that do things better. And that that's that's one of the things that Dallas stresses. The downfield coverage, being able to to you know get some pressure. Because I will say this, um, we remember back when Matthew Stafford was still in Detroit, especially before like the last three or four years, but like the first five or six years he was here. And there were a lot of fans that just didn't get it. They weren't on Stafford for whatever reason. And and I don't begrudge those people because he didn't, in fact, win a playoff game. But I always said back then, 
that no good player on a team is more hated by more of the fan base than Matthew Stafford. And I have been stood corrected by a couple of Dallas friends that I know that correctly say that Dak Prescott is more hated by more people in the Dallas fan base than any good player in any sport. It's weird that they just don't embrace him because he's he's a good quarterback. He's in the MVP conversation this year, and there are people that think that he's the problem. I don't get it, but some of that is the fact that he doesn't handle that pressure in the big game all that well. And this is this is a big game. This is a chance for, oh, again, Ify Malifanu, reigning NFC Defensive Player of the Week, if he can start getting the blitzes like he's been doing. If you get John Kaminsky going up front, and he's played pretty well the last and, couple of weeks. And let weeks. Kaminsky not fall on the football and try and pick it up. Oh, my end. God. Could you imagine I, if that would have? I think I the scared game? my cat, scared one of the lives out of my cats on oh, that screaming, dude. "Fall on the ball!" Yeah, probably. A, oh a, my a, god! Maybe another word mixed in there for little kitty. There, there might have been. Yeah, maybe. What? what, what and luckily, <laughs> the kitty's not a parakeet. <laughs> <laughs> it was. Uh, that was stressful. And then they got the, the conversion on the next play. Uh, by the way, that was. Was that the third and 19? Third, third and 27. Oh, yeah. What, I had the third Throwing round. it up to, to Justin Jefferson, and he catches it. Uh, Again, very good coverage by the Lions. They made the correct call on the I blitz. Really they thought, blitzed him. They got they got uh, everything they wanted. The dude just made a play. I thought, Sometimes I, that I thought Jefferson was going to burn them in the end. And it was kind of a, did too. A, a duck. He I, did, too, by the way. <laughs> I, yeah, there was a duck that, you know, uh, the ball was in a tight spiral. I don't know if he was hit, Mullins, but it. They won. They're eleven and four. We're talking about the Cowboys game on Saturday night. Uh, I have Jeff Risden, Lions Wire, Draft Wire. Follow them on Facebook, Twitter at Jeff R I S D O N on Twitter. Detroit Lions podcast on YouTube. Uh, just search for that uh, weekly. Uh, we've talked a lot about golf today. Yeah, uh, his contract. I assume it's an off-season conversation. I don't know if they would drop it right before the playoffs to motivate them. I don't know. I, I, what, what do you think, uh, when you look at the Lions short-term, which would be next year, right? and you look long-term, which we would go with a hypothetical four-year extension at $50 million a year, do you think golf and the Lions are going down that path? I don't think it's going to be that long. Uh, first off, I don't think he, I, and I, I know this from Jared Goff, and I know people that know him well, he truly doesn't care during the season. Like he, That's what he's got an agent for. Uh, if you ask Jared Goff, he will correctly tell you, I've never talked to the Lions about a contract extension. His people have, but he hasn't. He doesn't care. Offseason will be a different time. He is under contract for next year. They do have the ability to do what Minnesota has done and let it play out, franchise tag him, and buy another year and see if for he whatever starts to decline or something, right, right? Exactly, or if he gets hurt, or you know, if Ben Johnson goes away, which well, is very well, real possible. Went through it at the end with the uh, Redskins at the time, right? Now the Commanders, right? Does if Ben Johnson goes away, does that mean the golf isn't as effective? They kind of need to see that. I'm not sold that Ben Johnson the last month or ben so. Ben Johnson had a really, really bad end of game. Yeah, in, I, in I, Minnesota, I, that that was an awful drive. I just that I, was awful. There, there's something about Ben Johnson where I think he's over. Thinking, yes, things. I think, and and, then this is about a is that about a four week, four game run where he he had a terrible game against Chicago. Yeah, just what are you? 
He looks like he's overthinking. I, th- I think the that's Lions probably offensive true. Coordinator. Now he is going to get looks. Um, there he's is, not ready to be a head coach, and neither is Aaron Glenn. And I don't care. I what, I, what I do expect. Says. I actually expect Aaron Glenn to get a head coaching job this offseason. I think he's. Well, what are going to be open? You got the Chargers. We don't know if Harbaugh is going to be there. Raiders. Uh, Pierce has done a good job. To I hope he gets that job. That. I hope, I hope they learn that. Okay. I, I, I think Eberflus, uh, five and four in their last nine, uh, we'll see the last two games yeah. if he's going to keep it. Washington, Washington's going to have some change. Pittsburgh could have a change. Uh, both New York teams well, could have a change. New England's going to have an opening, but then Belichick's on the market. Right, and and there's a lot of people in Washington seem to think that Bill Belichick's going there. I don't know about that. And by the way, uh, <laughs> Belichick, if you notice, uh, you know, Patriots are playing pretty good football. They uh, they got away for Mac Jones. For for what they have talent, that team is bereft of talent. That they've won a game as a credit to Bill Belichick. That team is, that's not a good football team. You look at their roster and they're like, I haven't done that one yet, but we did, we've gone through a couple of teams, other teams were like, how many of those guys would start on the Lions? Wow. That, that tells and, you how things and, have changed, right? Yeah, no kidding that we're having that. And, and I, how many Patriots would start for the Lions? Remember the Patriot way with Quinn right. and Patricia? I, maybe, maybe three? <laughs> like, they're not good. They're really not good. So you think Goff <laughs> will get the extension offseason? So Goff is looking at 45 to $50 million a year. So you think the Lions will do three years? I think so, but I, 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 I don't know that it's a done deal, and I don't know that it has to be a done deal. What well, keeps it from being a done deal? I, I think some of it is the ambiguity of do we still trust him long term? We, we does is Ben Johnson the secret sauce that makes him good? And if Ben Johnson leaves, what can you do with him? It also there's some things like if we pay Goff that much. We got to pay Panay Sewell. We got to pay Amon Ross St. Brown. We got to figure out our guards, whether it's Jonah Jackson and Graham Glasgow coming back or someone else. We've got to upgrade at cornerback. We're not in a position where we're getting a top 10 pick to necessarily get that guy. We might have to pay for it in the open market, whether it's Jalen Johnson or somebody else. The, the paying the quarterback that much takes away from the ability to pay other players that much. And that's a, that's a dynamic they have to sort out. I, I'm sure they've had those conversations. I'm not sure that they've come to a solution on that yet. If Goff is asking for more than $50 million, they're probably not going to give it to him. If he's asking for 40 I think that's a reasonable number for him. That, that doesn't break your budget. I think he can do that. It depends on how much Goff is, wants, how long he's willing to structure it for. If it's a two-year deal, that's a, big, that's a much different animal than a four-year deal. There's, there's a lot of dynamic. And again, they can. He is under contract next year. You can let him go another year, franchise tag him. Then he'll be 31, 32 years old, and you're looking at a different quarterback and a different negotiation at that point. At, at that time, you know, has, has the team, have they grown enough that they don't feel like they need him and, and that Hendon Hooker is ready or whatever? Like, we, No idea on that, but they're, they drafted Hendon for a reason. Um, he will be the number two next year. Uh, we'll we'll see we'll see what happens again. Golf, good golf is certainly good enough to to win any playoff game that he's in. But we have seen the bad golf. It came out when we were just talking about Ben Johnson dry spell against Chicago and Green Bay in that time. Golf wasn't good then either. He was okay, but he wasn't good, and that 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 worries you a little bit. Now, as as Brad Holmes has said. You can get worse at quarterback, and that's by making a change. And I think he's very apprehensive to do that. Goff is clearly his guy. 
I don't. I I don't really know that they're going to get that extension. Like that is this pressing thing that they have to get done. Because again, they they do have other mouths to feed as well. And you know, if you're if you do that extension, then you know, it, it opens up the the possibility for other players to not be able to stay. And then you have to weigh the you know, obviously you have to pay Panay Sewell. He's a future Hall of Famer. Okay, he's going to get. Would he take twenty million a year instead of twenty six million a year, which is going to be his market rate? Because those are those are the trade offs you have to make when you pay for the quarterback. That's one of the problems that Kansas City is going through right now. They're paying Mahomes all that money. They had to let their receivers go. They had to let a couple of defenders go. Look how it's going for them. That's not a good football team right now. They're 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 fuming into the postseason. Like the. That's not how this Lions team is set up, and I think that they have an awareness of that. So I don't think they're going to overpay for him, but if Goff wants to do $40, 42000000 a year for three years, I think he'd give it to him, and I think he'd, I think he'd take that. But uh, if he doesn't, they're not going to force it. I don't, I, don't, I don't see them forcing that. I kind of see the parallels to the Kirk Cousins situation in Washington then when he went to Minnesota, that a franchise tag year motivates you to play good football. Right. So if you're the Lions and you still have Jared Goff under contract for next season, well, then it's smart the year after that to do a franchise year and you get two more years out of Goff. The only thing that would change that would be if Goff took this team to a Super Bowl, the Ford family would reward him with a three, four-year deal. That's basically, God, I, would hope, I hope so. Right? That, 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 no, <laughs> yeah. if, if he took him to a Super Bowl. You can't let that leave. <laughs> or if he even won a couple of playoff games. Yeah. Get him to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Or, or if he gets him to the NFC Championship and they win a couple of playoff games. You, you see what I call the thank you contract. Yeah. You, those absolutely happen. The thing, you brought up Kirk Cousins. Miguel Cabrera had yeah. one in Detroit. Yes, he did. Emmett Smith had one at the end with the Cowboys. He did. You get, thank and then they, you. And then they sent him to, New Orleans, uh, to Arizona. Right. <laughs> yeah. Couldn't afford it anymore. Yeah, thank you. Can't afford you. But uh, thanks for the memories here in Dallas. Yeah. Enjoy the desert. Yeah, you, you brought up Cousins. Kirk Cousins has sort of revolutionized the quarterback market in that he likes the franchise tag because it's it's, it's one check guaranteed to be the the average of the top five salaries at your position, that's that's not a bad way to go. If you believe in yourself that you can get that year to year, the way Kirk Cousins has, that's, that's and it the, gives that, you that, options that, when it runs out. Where like he could exactly. with Minnesota, to like cash right now, in, right? Minnesota they don't have deep obligation to him long term. Because they keep doing that. That so now, now they, get, they can move on. He and comes back okay. from the Achilles, and he'll have a he'll have an open market, right? And he, he get he, one he, final he, deal. Probably he will have a market. He's what thirty three, I think. Yeah. So I, I think there's one more three year deal, I, right? I don't think that Goff would hate that life. I, I don't. I think I think he would be. Ex- Obviously, you want to be. You know, oh, they're they're believing me. They're giving me the long term deal. I don't think the modern NFL players see it that much as more. The 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 days of the seven year one hundred and ninety million dollars like like the Albert Hainsworth deals back in the day where everybody wanted years. Now players want give me money up front guaranteed. And if I have to sign another contract in two years and get more signing bonus, give me that. Uh that's that's sort of where the, the NFL has evolved to that. And that's I, I, I kind of like that because it does give you more flexibility. If a player gets hurt or just doesn't have it anymore, you're not buried under it. And here's another thing you have with Hooker 
who was activated. Who knows if he'll play at the end of the season based on what that Minnesota finale at home means to the Lions. But when you look at golf under contract for one more year in that franchise tag idea, Rizzi, it makes sense. Because you'll know then if Hooker is growing into an NFL. Exactly. You'll starter. have a much better idea of what you've and, got there. And, and you know what golf has done uh, based on the finish here. You won the NFC North. Check the box. What did we say before the season? Win a playoff game. They got a home playoff game. You know, if he goes and gets beat by Stafford, oh, my God. I just Stafford can't and Rams can't come for that <laughs> first playoff game ever at Ford Field. It, it, it would be incredible drama. That's a goldmine for you. It's probably <laughs> yeah, – I'm trying to look at that that week one setup. It's There's a Monday night playoff game, right? Yeah. Yes. Yes, it's yeah. probably that Monday night game. That would be fun. Or it might be prime time. They could be. They could be the Sunday Sat- night game. Or they, yeah, I think it was a Saturday night game too. That whole weekend. They uh, they they will have fun with it. That would certainly I, be the marquee must watch. I, I want to line up and say, yeah, man, bring it on, bring Stafford. But then I'm like, if that dude, that if, if he, if I, the game's over, the, you know, Bill Simonson for Jeff Risden saying so long, final Rams thirty four, Lions thirty one, Rams move on in the NFC playoffs. I would barf. You know, there, there is part of me, and this is just me thinking. This isn't me speaking as potential. I think that the Lions do want to see what Jared Goff does in the postseason because he's had some good postseason games. He's also had some really. Well, we're talking bad for the ones. contract and how long yeah. and what they do see yeah. in the future. I agree. Is he is he the over the hunt guy because the Rams didn't think so, right? And they moved on on Stafford. So it's out, and and by the way, Holmes knows everybody inside the Rams and why what they saw in Goff and what they didn't see and what they see in Stafford, and they got a couple of breaks, but they got that Super Bowl ring with Matt in year one. I, I agree with you. I think the playoffs mean a lot. Uh, he he got the job done. There's the NFC North. Now, how does he look like a championship level QB? Because that's where the lines are going right now. That's that's the goal now. Like you've you've that's that's the next step. Win multiple playoff games in the same year. Goff can do it. He's done it before. He can certainly do it with his team. Let's see him do it before we reward it. But don't you don't you don't want to do what the 49ers did with Jimmy Garoppolo and pay him for things that he hasn't done yet. That hurt them. Um the Raiders did too. <laughs> that's that's their problem. That's why they're the Raiders. And I think the Chiefs, uh looking at the fact that you put all that money into Mahomes. And you you have, you know, outside of Kelsey, maybe Rice as your best receiver. They're in trouble. And you see the frustration with Mahomes and Kelsey. Right. Actually, Kelsey threw his helmet when Mahomes said, and I'd take Laney Wilson over Taylor Swift any day of the week at the top of my Apple playlist. That's why he threw his helmet. And <laughs> Taylor Swift showing up. Is Taylor Swift, how tall are you? I'm 6'4". I think Taylor Swift's taller than you. <laughs> I do. I, I. It's a curse with that team. She's something else, man. Um, it, it's, it's a tough time to be a Chiefs fan for coming off of the Super Bowl. They're they're in a rough spot right now. Uh, the, yeah. uh, but yeah, that happens in the NFL. It does. Where, where you pay guys. This is why it's good to see J Mo Gibbs and Laporta and the and Campbell linebacker and. You know, Hutch is year two and they're Rodrigo y- they're year young. two. They're young, so they their window is going to be a little bit longer. Definitely. 
Then You've got all NFL those guys teams. on their rookie contracts for two, three more That's years. That's what I'm saying. So they got an extra a couple of years yeah. in the cap window. Uh, Jeff Risden, Lions Wire, Draft Wire, also a co-host on the Detroit Lions podcast. You can find weekly on YouTube, at Jeff, R-I-S-D-O-N, on Twitter. My man, good stuff today. Thanks for having me in, man. It was we fun. did a long segment again. Brett's over here doing his, you know, sign language. It's all good. Yeah, you take care, my man, okay? All right, Jeff Risden from the Lions Wire Draft Wire joining us in studio here on the huge show across Michigan. From Grand Rapids to Detroit, this show is huge. They say consistency is the key to success. They weren't wrong. So how about grabbing a beer that's consistently smooth, consistently refreshing, and consistently light? You might just find that the road to success can be pretty enjoyable. Michelob Ultra, the perfect balance of taste and refreshment and only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Michelob Ultra Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Huge here for Urban U. They are Michigan's favorite med spa locations throughout West Michigan and also on the east side of the state in Northville. And this is for any guy listening right now or lady. If you want the perfect holiday gift for somebody you care about, you need to think about the holiday specials happening at theurbanu.com. That's theurbanu.com. And for the holidays, Urban U is offering holiday tiers. Until December 30th through the end of the year, purchasing a holiday tier is the perfect way to treat yourself or that person in your life that you care about or your family. And you get your holiday gift shopping done quick at TheUrbanU.com. And what are holiday tiers? Holiday tiers are the best way to get rewarded big time for investing in your health, wellness, and beauty services. Simple and easy. If you want to take care of everything for the holidays, go to TheUrbanU.com. Mercantile Bank is committed to delivering financial solutions that empower businesses to achieve their goals. We take time to understand you and what makes your business unique. From commercial and business banking to treasury and HCM tools, our local team is here to help you take your business to the next level. So when you need a financial partner, Merck is here. To learn more, visit us online at MerckBank.com business. Member FDIC Equal Housing Lender. Huge here for Van Andel Institute Purple Community. Now, they're a grassroots fundraising network powered by the volunteers who support VAI's mission to improve health now and in the future. Learn more at purplecommunity.org. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. We are back on the huge show across Michigan, 19 radio stations strong. For the one close to you, go to thehugeshow.net. Also, if you miss any huge opinion, interview, hour, or full show, our podcasts are free. And we are everywhere. Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeart, Podbean, and more. Just search The Huge Show, where you download podcasts and catch up and listen on your schedule. I also have a message for any Michigan football fan Across the state, Celebration Cinema has six different showtimes in theaters in Grand Rapids, I think Muskegon, Kalamazoo, Lansing, 
that are showing the Michigan-Alabama game coming up on Monday. Five o'clock is that kickoff, college football playoff semifinal. I will be at the Celebration Cinema North in Grand Rapids. So you can buy your tickets online at celebrationcinema.com. You can join me for that huge big screen watch party, kind of like the big house screen. Celebration Cinema North, that will be on Monday at 5 p.m. Get your tickets. They got the recliners. They got the adult beverages, great food, uh, everything. And it's happening at six different locations. For the one close to you, go to CelebrationCinema.com. That's CelebrationCinema.com and join the huge show. I don't think Brett's coming. He's a Michigan State fan. So he said, I'm not coming, man. Not going to watch that. I hope they lose. Roll Tide. So family. It's like a Spartan cult. Jeez. But again, I love Spartan fans. So go to CelebrationCinema.com for the location showing Michigan, Alabama on the big screen recliners, the big sound. And you can join me at Celebration Cinema North on Monday at 5 p.m. Those tickets available at CelebrationCinema.com. Somebody did drop a text on the huge text chain. Hey, what time does the game start? Five o'clock. How many more times can I say that? You can go to CelebrationCinema.com. It says five o'clock. I don't need people annoying me. So if you want to join me at Celebration Cinema North in Grand Rapids, you want to have a good time, you can, the adult beverages, non-alcoholic beverages, the food, popcorn, candy, whatever you need. They got great food on the menu. There was Studio C at Celebration Cinema North and other locations. I think the six locations are Studio Park in downtown GR, Celebration Cinema North where I'm at, Celebration Cinema South, Kentwood slash Caledonia in the Grand Rapids area. Cinema Carousel in the Muskegon area, for those of you listening on our flagship station, 96.1, The Game. And Celebration Portage, down by Crossroads Mall. For the location where you want to get your tickets, or if you want to join me at Celebration Cinema North, go to CelebrationCinema.com. That is Celebration Cinema.com. I'm also looking at this golf cart that you could win tricked out. Uh, Lomas Brown's golf cart. It's sweet. Alliance colors, logo, flags. I mean, you can get whatever uh, you want in your own custom golf cart at Impact Power Sports on 14 Mile in Rockford. But if you want to win Lomas Brown's golf cart, one exactly like the one Lomas has from Drew and the crew at Impact Power Sports. Text IMPACT to 21000. Just text IMPACT to 21000. You'll be in the drawing summer 2024 during the huge golf event at the Tullymore Golf Resort in Canadian Lakes, Michigan. Just text IMPACT to 21000. No purchase is necessary, and you'll be in the drawing to win Lomas Rounds Lions Tricked Out Golf Cart, courtesy of Drew and the crew at Impact Power Sports. They're on the west side of the state, Michigan's newest go-to Yamaha golf cart dealer. And if you're looking for a golf cart for the neighborhood, for the golf course, for your business, for the lake, maybe you want it custom-made, designed, they can do it all. 
on-premise at Impact Power Sports on 14 Mile in Rockford. Follow them on Facebook. You'll see the connection there. Google it. Stop out, see Drew and the crew, and they will set you up. But if you want a shot at winning Lomas Brown's Lions Golf Cart, text IMPACT, I-M-P-A-C-T, to 21000. Everything huge, 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. It's as easy as one, three, wait, that's not how it goes. It's one, two, three, like this. The Michigan Association of Chiefs of Police wants you to remember, always wear your seatbelt. Make it part of your routine. Just like that. Got it? Seatbelts save lives, and using them is as easy as one, two, three. Bill Simonson here for Roast Umber Coffee. It's a farm direct coffee sourced from Central American farmers and roasted in Grand Rapids. And their nitro cold brew coffee is a convenient and healthy option with no sugar or additives. So if you want a great coffee or energy drink to power you through your morning and your day, it's available in ground or whole bean or in cans. More information on the website and direct delivery to your door at RoastUmber.com. Ring in the new year and get game day deals with One Stop at Meyer. Shop extra large avocados for 99 cents each. Select Coca-Cola, Pepsi, 7-Up, or Dr. Pepper products. Buy two, get one free. Plus deposit where applicable. And select Lay's party size chips or poppables, two for $6. Plus, pay the same low Meyer prices no matter how you shop, in-store or online. Cheer on your favorite team and celebrate the new year when you shop quality and One Stop at Meyer. Exclusions apply. See all the deals in the Meyer app. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. We are back on The Huge Show across Michigan. 19 radio stations strong for the one close to you. Go to thehugeshow.net. And Lene Satterley, uh, who is part of the Purple Community with Van Andel Institute, is joining us in studio, and they are set to announce a huge partnership and night on January 12th, which is a Friday, uh, with the K-Wings Hockey Club at Wing Stadium down in Kalamazoo. They'll have their Marvel Night, but also uh, the Purple Community and VAI, their charity partner. So, Lene, I'll start with you. Uh, how did this come together? Well, it's interesting. I know we've tried to connect with them in previous years, and this year I filled out an application um, for... Um, being one of the charity partners for the Jersey Knights, and we got selected. They, I was told that they love to. We, they haven't worked with us before, and they really like to partner with local charities too. And being that Van Andel Institute is based right here in Grand Rapids, Michigan, it's definitely a local charity. So it just kind of spun off from there. And Lene, what are the details of the special Jersey auction that will benefit Van Andel Institute and their Parkinson's and cancer research and? Uh, how they're changing lives and saving lives every day uh, here on the west side of the state. Yeah, and I'm going to defer in a few minutes to Ryan to explain a little more in depth. But basically, I know that the K-Wings designs um, specialty jerseys um, for each of the theme nights. So there will be specialty Marvel-themed jerseys. I am not clear on how many. Um, But they will be auctioned off at the end of the game, and all of the proceeds from the money's raised at that auction all come directly to Van Andel Institute. And it's just that simple. And it's pretty amazing. Yeah. Ryan DeHamel is with the K-Wings. Also, Chris Cadeau 
Uh, he's their director of public relations and broadcasting. Uh, they're checking in from Kalamazoo here on the Huge Show across Michigan. So, Ryan, I'll begin with you. Uh, what is Marvel Night now with Van Andel Institute and the Purple Community on Friday night, January 12th at Wing Stadium with the K-Wings? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, very, very excited for that night. Um, it's, it's a very special night, too, because the jersey that is selected is decided by the community. Uh, it's a social media poll that uh, Chris runs, and uh, for this year they, uh, they selected the jersey to be Hulk-themed, so uh, the design will be the Incredible Hulk. Uh, last year was Thanos, so got a little bit more of a superhero here this year, um, and so, so very excited for that. And Chris uh, Cadeau is the director of PR and broadcasting, and Chris, uh, getting the community involved in uh, picking a jersey, uh, probably through your social networks and your fans, and uh, partnering with just a great mission uh, with the Purple Community and Van Andel Institute. On your end, talk about how you ended up connecting with VAI. Yeah, um, so for us, it, it is that connection inside our community. Over the last two seasons, over $351,000 each season has been donated back to local organizations uh, via Jersey auctions and, and Shuckapuck. And, you know, it starts at the top. Bill Johnston and Rhonda Stryker are owners, um, and they're – commitment to us and empowering us to, to make an impact. It's one of the things that brought me back to the state of Michigan after eight years of military service uh, and, and to be able to come to an organization that, that champions over 10 cause games a year, uh, our painted ice lineup from orange, lavender, rainbow, pink, and then the granddaddy of them all, green ice, uh, going to be the 41st edition this season. Um, just being challenged to, to go into to different realms and um, going back to Jay and Betty and what they established back in 1996, there's really no bigger impact on the west side of the state than the Van Andel Institute. So to be able to to have uh, a cause game um, or cause for them, if you will, on Marvel night on January 20th and to allow them uh, to, to put it towards what needs to happen in further in research. It, it just really aligns with everything that is the K-Wings. Uh, Lene Satterley is with the Purple Community. Van Andel Institute joining me in studio on the phone uh, from Wing Stadium down in Kalamazoo. For our listeners who tune in on 96 One, the game out of Grand Rapids, Chris Cadeau, Director of Public Relations and Broadcasting for the K-Wings organization, and Ryan DeHommel is also on the marketing side uh, with the K-Wings. So, uh, Ryan, what is Marvel Night? Uh, for somebody listening right now, it's thinking, you know what, Friday, January 12th, I'm going to go down there for a great cause, maybe bid on a jersey that will benefit of an Andal Institute, but also uh, have a fan-friendly experience at Wing Stadium. Take us inside Marvel Night. Yeah, I'm, I mean, it's, it's really as simple as what it is, right? It's, it's Marvel Night. It's all things Marvel and, and superheroes, um, which, again, is just a great, a great game to partner with Van Andel Institute, um, just being that it is for superheroes and the good guys, right? Um, so it, it truly is all thing, all things Marvel. So it's as good as it gets. Yeah, all things Marvel. I like that. Uh, Ryan, thank you for your time. Chris, I uh, appreciate your help. We may have something else we're going to do that we'll connect on uh, for Friday night, January 12th, Marvel night that will benefit Van Andel Institute. Uh, with the special jersey auction. I assume that's at the end of the game that will benefit uh, VAI, Lene. Yes. Uh, and also just the connection. We were talking before we started uh, the interview that uh, you do the uh, 
Purple Community Night with the Grand Rapids Griffins, hockey uh, here in the Grand Rapids area, now adding the K-Wings. I think I've seen Hope College do a Purple mm-hmm. uh, Community Night uh, with their teams. I believe there is a conduit from club teams, Little League teams, high school, college, uh, and professional teams like the K-Wings and the Griffins to have more uh, special jersey nights. Yeah. And let me also throw in a plug that people can get tickets directly from us. So their website, go on to VAI.org, select events, and select the K-Wings Marvel Night. And you can order tickets directly through us, and we will pop them in the mail to you as well. And that helps us out also. Awesome. So VAI.org or kwings.com, just circle Friday night, January 12th, Marvel night. I assume the kids are all dressing up as their favorite Marvel characters, or maybe even some adults that may need more hobbies uh, will be dressed up as Marvel characters. Am I correct, Ryan and no. Chris? Yeah, right? ab- absolutely. And like every Friday night, it's going to be a $3 Friday, so $3 beer, sodas, and hot dogs. So come and get your belly full and have a great time at the game. And I will be in the booth, and I will possibly be dressing up as a Marvel character as well. You never know. I know. I, I wasn't calling you out, Chris, when I just kind of had that observation uh, it's America. Do what you want to do when you're not breaking any laws. Uh, Ryan DeHommel and also Chris Cadeau from the K-Wings. That's a special night, Friday night, January 12th. Marvel night. That's in the 2024. And uh, the special jersey auction at the end of the game will benefit cancer and Parkinson's research at Van Andel Institute in Grand Rapids. Like I said, changing and saving lives uh, every day, not just here, but all around uh, the world. Gentlemen, thank you so much. You're very welcome. Absolute honor, sir. All right, back at you. And thank you for serving the country. I appreciate that. And, Lene, uh, let's keep the motor going. And any sports teams listening out there that are interested in maybe having a purple night at their high school uh, with their club, uh, whatever sport, just go to VAI.org, click on Purple Community, and uh, you can work together with them and see if something can happen. Absolutely. Right? And great seeing you as always, Bill. And, yeah, we always are looking for more um, groups to partner with. Uh, thank you so much, Lene. Thank you. All right. Uh, Lene Satterley is with uh, Events, Corporate Giving Administrator of Andal Institute, joining us in studio here on the Huge Show across Michigan. Big. Bad. Huge. following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. It's a Honolulu Blue Friday on the Huge Show across Michigan, presented by Coppercraft Distillery. Honolulu Blue is crafted in tribute to our home pro football team. The Honolulu Blue Premium Vodka Can Cocktail is full of pride and bursting with huge flavor of blue raspberry lemonade. This special limited edition can cocktail is perfect for tailgates and touchdowns this weekend. Look for it at your local pub, restaurant, or store. It is a Honolulu Blue Friday on the Huge Show Across Michigan, presented by Coppercraft Distillery. Are you ready for huge opinions on the Lions, Tigers, Wings, Pistons, Michigan, MSU, and every sports team in the state of Michigan? It's time for the Huge Show. 
From the east side to the west side to the UP, the huge show is on air statewide on the Michigan Sports Network. Voice your huge opinions now at 1 866 838 HUGE. That's 1 866 838 4843. Now, the huge one, Bill Simonson. What's up, Michigan? It is hour number three on a Honolulu Blue Friday here on the Huge Show across Michigan. In a moment, Doug Skeen will join me. We'll talk about Michigan, Alabama, Clayton Safey from the Wolverine.com. Uh, you want to drop your comments? You can join us on the Mercantile Bank listener line at 1 866 838 4843. That's 1 866 838 Huge. Mercantile Bank, a Michigan based bank with Michigan based decision makers. And your money stays right here in Michigan, and they have locations all across the state. So on the Mercantile Bank listener line, one 838 Also, if you want to win Lomas Brown's Lions Golf Cart, courtesy of Drew and the crew at Impact Power Sports on 14 Mile in Rockford, Michigan's newest Yamaha golf cart dealer, just text IMPACT to 21000 for your chance to win. Text IMPACT. To two one zero zero zero, Doug Skeen, former Wolverine, part of the Wolverine.com Michigan football podcast with Chris Ballas. He's standing by here on the Huge Show across Michigan. How you doing, Skeener? I'm doing great, Bill. Happy to hear your voice. Yeah, trying to figure out what's going to happen Monday. Well, there's a lot of questions, isn't there? They're all the same ones. I've been circling around as exactly as you just mentioned. How will our offensive tackles hold up against their speedy defensive ends? And how will our defensive front keep their quarterback inside the fence, per se, and keep him from running around and really hurting us? I think those are two keys. And, and then, like you just said, uh, you know, the his, historically, historically, Coach Harbaugh in bowl games, not all that good. And so we'd like to see a change in that. And, and as I said in every big game throughout, you know, ever, you watch the first quarter, the first couple series for both teams will be scripted, planned out, very detailed. And then when you go from there, after that, as we, as we saw last year, and as we saw two years ago against Georgia, if it still feels really uncomfortable and things seem kind of haywire and it's a little crazy by the third or fourth possession of the first half, you get to the end of the first quarter and it's still a little crazy, Look out! That means we're not comfortable, and that's when things have gone sideways for us in these playoffs. Why? Why has Harbaugh struggled uh, in the postseason? You know, I'm talking bowl games or college football playoffs. Uh, the last two appearances, the first two for Harbaugh. What would you say from your observation deck, knowing the game of football at all levels? Why the struggles uh, by play calling, game planning? Counter game planning, whatever Georgia TCU did to Michigan, other bowl teams have done to Michigan. Why why is that break not helping Harbaugh more than it's hurting him if he's this highly wanted NFL type head coach? Yeah, I, I think there's two there's two categories to the answer to that question, Bill. First of all, is non playoff bowl games with Coach Harbaugh. A lot of those years, he, his top players didn't play to get themselves ready for the NFL draft, or some guys were hurt, or who knows what was going on there. So we, we were missing some guys, and I think that can change the chemistry of, of the team that takes the field when you know you're not in full power, and it feels like an it feels like it's an exhibition game rather than a playoff game. So there's one explanation there, and I think that's part of it. And then 
Secondly, in the last two years in the playoffs, that Georgia team was a steamroller. We just got ran over uh, physically and just athletically. I'll never forget a couple of those plays that those guys in the defense made against us, just covering the field. It was like, it was just, a, it was a stark difference, right? And then last year against TCU, I think we definitely got a little cute call, playing calls on our side of the ball. I think we outcoached ourselves in a few moments. J.J. makes a couple critical mistakes and throws the pick sixes. And TCU was ready to play, and, and, and we weren't. I, I really look back at last year and think, for whatever reasons, that Michigan team felt like, oh, we're just going to show up here and we're going to take care of business and get on to playing against Georgia in the national championship game. I'm not so sure that they were as tight as they could have been. Now, how those things developed, Bill, these are the, these are the questions that are answered inside the walls of Schembechler Hall. From what I've read this year, it looks like it sounds like Jim has laid off the intensity of practices a little bit to try to get his guys as fresh as possible. I know there's limits with the NCAA anyway and how much you can practice live football, but it's a, it's an interesting question. I I, I think that uh, you know there's there's there, maybe there's too much time to think and overthink things. And you go out there and you get out of what you do best. And last year against TCU, we couldn't, trust, you know, in that first part of that game, we couldn't stuff the ball in the end zone. That great offensive line we had, we couldn't get five yards. So then we end up doing some reverse pass thing with, with Loveland, who'd never thrown a college pass in his life, and that turns into a mess. So we just need to execute what we do well and keep our quarterback clean. And I think we'll be all right. But it's it's a mystery for sure. But the facts are, Jim Harbaugh in the playoffs and in, in, in the postseason, not a good record. That needs to change. For the most part, Harbaugh has had slow starts to every season he's ever been a part of at Michigan. People will talk about, hey, where's the play calling? It's, you know, whether they're number one in the country or it was a transition year like, you know, COVID, that, you know, he had that, they had that really good game at Minnesota with Joe Milton. And then the, the COVID season just completely fell apart. I think they came home and got like just owned by Rocky Lombardi who finished his career at Northern Illinois in the Mac. I, there, there is the coaching staff question that, all right, so we're sitting down at the college football poker table. Okay. You, you, me, Ballas, uh, safety, Superfly, And we get to draft and say, what coaching staff would you want the three weeks to get ready for their opponent. What would be the staff in college football you would want? I, th- mm. I think most would say Saban, right? Well, in this in this matchup, yeah, I'd put my money on Saban. If you went over the last few years, would you take the Georgia staff? Would you take the TCU staff last year, who I think outcoached us? Uh, I there's some good questions in there. I, I think I think the Michigan staff under Jim Harbaugh would be last. Of the choices, just because of the realities of what we've seen. It's interesting, man. I, I think it's J.J. McCarthy and the defense containing the edges. I know I sound repetitive all week long, but that's where I'm at right now. Contain the edges. Don't let the Alabama quarterback get loose on third and sevens and go run for 21 yards. Make them throw. Contain the edges. And J.J. needs one of his best games in a Michigan uniform. No question. That is the answer. Keep the quarterback from Alabama inside the fence. Make him sit in there and be a quarterback. I don't think that's his strength. I think his strength is with his feet. And let J.J. have the game of his life. Our offensive tackles protecting him. Bill, I believe Michigan's going to find a way to do this, and it's going to be 31-28. Go Blue. 31-28. Yeah, I got like 21-17 Michigan. I, the one thing they have, well, while he, 
or when we break down and why we do it, the coaching staffs and everything, this is the most athletic 11 on defense I've seen from Michigan. Not they, you know, They've had Hutch and other guys who have stood out, right? Uh, but I'm talking the speed to the ball. I find this to be the quickest Michigan defensive unit speed to the ball that I've ever seen. Yeah, they're they're very, very impressive. It starts in the middle with our interior defensive line protecting Junior Colson and letting that kid run free and make tackles. Our back end is really strong with Jonathan over there in the corner. Hopefully he's, he's healthy, ready to go. We've got good safeties. I feel pretty good about our defense. And but you're right, Bill. This is this is you know a fundamental change happened after that COVID year, and and after we got our faces rubbed in it by Ohio State for the better part of seven eight years, uh, and and the fundamentals change. I've I've said this. You and I have talked about this. I think Jim, stop looking for great athletes that happen to play football, and he started looking for great football players that are also great athletes. And there is a difference between the two, and that's that produces tougher, more violent football teams on the field when you get football players first that are leading your team, showing the way, and it started three years ago now with that, that Aiden Hutchinson-led organization there in Ann Arbor. They changed, they changed the way Michigan plays, and it's been fun to watch ever since. It reminds us of the way we used to do it, and I think this is the recipe that's gotten us this far with all this success, and hopefully that does not change. And also when you get guys who are football players, you get a better culture. Okay, and I think you're seeing this uh, somewhat with Ryan Day in Ohio State that you can go have all the five stars and NIL money and Rolls Royces and anything you want, but I'm telling you, at the end of the year, even look at Florida State right now and look at all these opt-outs everywhere, finding a culture where the guys want to go play for each other and win for each other is still, I think, the toughest thing to do in coaching at the D1 level. I think you're absolutely right. Absolutely one of the toughest things, and that's the special sauce that we've talked about. It's that chemistry in that room where you've got this healthy balance of competitive desire to win and beat each other out to, 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 to get the starting job. But the Michigan coaching staff has done an awesome job in the last few years of making a lot of guys beyond the obvious 22. A lot of guys feel like they are starters because of the rotation you see, especially on defense. So many guys play. They all feel like they, they play a critical role, and you get better buy-in in the meetings and better buy-in in practice and better buy-in in January and February when you know the season ahead is going to heavily uh, depend on what you do as the individual. So that recipe has worked really well, really well for Jim the last few years, and that's why we're here. Doug Skeen, five-time Big Ten champion offensive lineman, also a co-host with Chris Ballas at the Wolverine.com on the weekly Michigan football podcast. Talking about Alabama and Michigan. Uh, Harbaugh, it it feels like if the right NFL job is there, he's gone skiing. I don't I'm not privy to any, you know, side door backroom conversation. I just I, I feel that the offer's been there for a while. He hasn't signed it. If there is the right NFL job, he will go. But I stress it has to be the right one. I totally agree. I've been saying it all year back to the summer when we were playing golf and and we talk about the hamburger witch hunt for Coach Harbaugh with the NCAA. I felt like it back then and now with this, uh, you know, the, the sign-stealing mess and everything, it's still so yet to be determined there. And then I think you throw a little more, Bill, I think you throw a little more juice in this with his brother having arguably the best team in the NFL, maybe the hottest team going into the playoffs right now. 
Jim's one of the most in- incredibly competitive guys anybody that's ever been around. And he came, came so close to that Lombardi trophy with the 49ers. His brother got it. I think he desperately would love to have another shot at it, and the clock is ticking. He's had a ton of success now at Michigan, making his third run in a national title. I absolutely believe if the right situation comes up, he'll jump to the NFL, and I don't blame the guy for doing so. If I were a football coach and I had my choice between the stability and the roster rules and the set regulations of the NFL versus the wild, wild west of college football, the NIL, the transfer portal, and very, very difficult ways for any coach in America to keep your roster intact, I would choose the NFL if it were me, and I won't be surprised if Jim does the same. The re-recruiting of players, the transfer portal, the NIL, uh, the different mindset of guys even wanting money for recruiting visits to some schools. NFL, you don't deal with that. Guys know what they're getting paid. They know their spot on the depth chart. It's all business. Yeah, absolutely. And that's why the stability I mentioned is it's a sure thing in the NFL. You know that whether you're the coach of the Detroit Lions, Dallas Cowboys, Miami or Seattle, doesn't matter. You're in a level playing field. There, of course, there's other challenges to be said for different organizations throughout the NFL, and it's probably a little harder to get free agents to come play in Detroit than it is to come play in Dallas or Miami just because of the geographic location. But those things are the only differences in, in college football. If there's, there's hardly any rules, Bill. I mean, we, we know, you and I know, and you can read all about it. you got a star player on your team, good luck keeping him because – Five, ten, or more other Division One teams are going to call that kid, get a hold of his parents or his uncle or whoever the decision maker is, and offer a ton of money to jump in the portal and come play. And this is happening all over the country, and there's nothing any coach can do to stop it. And that's why I think one of the main reasons guys like Jim Harbaugh and others that have a chance to go to the NFL will take it. I agree 100%. Doug Skeen. Wow, me and Skeen agreeing. It must be the holiday uh, season. <laughs> Man, uh, happy New Year to you. What a weekend with the Lions and the Cowboys on Saturday night. Michigan, Alabama on Monday. Then Washington, Texas, the game right afterwards. Those winners will meet in Houston. One final thought looking ahead. If I'm Michigan, you want Washington to win that game. You don't want Texas having a home game for the national championship. Yeah, I think that's definitely part of it. I like I like our matchup against either one of those teams. Washington obviously has a great quarterback and some great wide receivers, but I think there's some other vulnerabilities. I'd say the same thing for Texas. And the crowd noise may be a little bit bigger down there in Houston. Yeah, it might be a little bit more of a home game. Uh, the, the Longhorn fans will be there in droves if they, if they find a way to get there. But uh, I'll be happy with that matchup no matter who it is if we can find a way to get there. Doug Skeen, five-time Big Ten champion, late 80s, early 90s, co-host on the Michigan Football Podcast at TheWolverine.com. Man, enjoy the New Year's Eve weekend, that game on Monday, and we'll talk next week. All right, Bill. Happy New Year, and go blue. From Detroit to Petoskey, this show is huge. It's time to go in the huddle. One, two, three, four. 
DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the National Football League. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today and be sure to use the promo code HUGE for a special offer when you sign up. That's code HUGE, H-U-G-E, only at the DraftKings Sportsbook. The Detroit Lions and their fans are still flying high after clinching the NFC North with last week's 30-24 victory at Minnesota. But now it's time for us to turn the page and focus at the new challenge ahead, the Dallas Cowboys tomorrow night. This game couldn't possibly have higher stakes. Dallas currently sits in fifth in the NFC, while the Lions are in third. Detroit has already sealed the home game for the playoffs, but could get another as long as they win out and get a little help. Imagine that, from winning your division for the first time in 30 years with two games to play and still having a chance to jump up to the number one seed in the conference? What a year it has been. History in the making. If the Lions pull this off tomorrow night, they'll match a franchise record for wins in a season with 12. It's Lions and Cowboys, live from Arlington, Texas, tomorrow night at 8.15 on ABC. Huge here for the Michigan High School Athletic Association. You can stay up to date on the latest from Lansing 24-7 at MHSAA.com. At MHSAA on Twitter and MHSAA on Facebook. The latest news, press releases, and stories connected to every high school in the state of Michigan. Available for you. 24-7 from the Michigan High School Athletic Association. Log on to MHSAA.com, at MHSAA on Twitter, and MHSAA on Facebook. And if you're looking for archive, boys and girls, high school sports, MHSAA.tv. That's MHSAA.tv. 24-7, TV 24-7, everything you need to know about high school sports in Michigan. Log on to MHSAA.com. Imagine this, winning big at Soaring Eagle. It's the Snowfall Lucky Draw, every Saturday in December. Select the lucky ornament from the holiday tree for the chance to take home your share of over $400,000 in prizes. It's the Snowfall Lucky Draw every Saturday in December, only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort, your getaway, reimagined. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com for complete rules and details. Van Andel Institute Purple Community is a grassroots fundraising network powered by the dedicated volunteers who support VAI's mission to improve human health now and in the future. When you raise funds through the Van Andel Institute Purple Community, 100% of the proceeds go directly to the Institute's research into diseases like cancer and Parkinson's, as well as VAI's science education programs. Learn how you can get involved at purplecommunity.org. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. We are back on The Huge Show across Michigan. Honolulu Blue Friday presented by Coppercraft Distillery. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. Earlier, I had a chance to talk with Clayton Safey from the Wolverine.com. We discussed the future of Harbaugh, that Michigan-Alabama college football playoff semifinal on Monday. Clayton, a Grand Rapids native, had a lot to say when it comes to the Wolverines and what they can do to the Crimson Tide and the future of Jim Harbaugh in Ann Arbor. But when you look at this matchup, where, where does Michigan have the advantages right now over Alabama and vice versa? I think it's it's tough to say for sure because, you know, I, I think that Alabama's definitely got some advantages. I think Michigan, 
might have with this its experience and with J.J. McCarthy an advantage at quarterback, but you, you can't let Jalen Milrow run around. I, look, I, I think that Michigan can move the football if they use J.J.'s legs, as we talked about earlier. They use him in read options, kind of like Auburn did. I mean, LSU has a different type of beast at quarterback, Heisman winner Jaden Daniels, but he had success moving the ball with his legs. He rushed for, I think, close to 200 yards in that game. So there are some examples of where you can you can exploit that. I also think that Alabama's secondary is very talented, but there's some uh, there's some opportunities in the middle of the field, uh, in the intermediary type of throws that J.J. McCarthy's really good at. Uh, Colston Loveland, Michigan's tight end, could be a mismatch type of guy like a Brock Bowers was for uh, Georgia against them, and I know he wasn't fully healthy. I'm not saying he's Brock Bowers, but I think he's similar. And Nick Saban said that the other day as well. Roman Wilson, same type of thing from the wide receiver spot. Um, so I think Michigan can take advantage of that. And we do talk about Jalen Milrow. This is definitely the biggest challenge individually that Michigan's had to face this year at the quarterback spot. But at the same time, this might be the best defense that Alabama has faced right up there with Georgia. You you could argue one way or the other. And a lot of what Michigan's defense is remembered as will have to do with how they played in this game. But Michigan's D line, you know, I think can have some success. Alabama's tackles, good, not great, especially left tackle Caden Proctor. He's a true freshman playing in there. He's huge. I think he's 370 pounds or something mm. like that, but he gets, he gets moved and you can get around him. You saw Texas do that. You saw some other teams do that. So I think this Michigan defense with its D line uh, could potentially control the line of scrimmage. Uh, but a lot of it's going to come down to what is Jalen Milrow does. He can throw a good deep ball. Uh, will he be able to connect on some of those big plays and will they be able to contain him as well? So it's a matchup game. You know, there are so many different chess pieces that, both sides are going to have to play. Um, and it's going to be interesting to see how Michigan is able to execute. Uh, they, they also talked about, you know, a, a couple of weeks ago, how they've kind of changed their prep a little bit for the playoffs. So uh, doing a little bit less contact, a little bit more conditioning, try to stay light on their feet, uh, you know, this year than the last couple. So it'll be interesting to see how that translates into what Michigan's going to have to do on Monday. It's crazy that that, that game a week from now will be, We'll know, obviously, we'll know who's heading to the national championship. Yeah, a week from now, if they're in the national title game, which we'll get to later, who's a better matchup for Michigan, Washington, or Texas? Obviously, I think it would be Washington. You don't want it to be a home mm-hmm. uh, national title game for Texas in the state yeah. they reside in in Houston. Uh, for Michigan, who are some outliers on guys you think need to have a big game Monday at the Rose Bowl for Michigan to beat Saban? I think a lot of it's going to come down to how they've revamped that offensive line on the right side. Now that Zach Zinter unanimous all American is out for the season at right guard and you got to plug in Carson Barnhart like they did the the last game against Iowa uh, at right guard. He was playing right tackle most of the year and then Trent a. Jones who was coming in as an extra offensive lineman most of the season. Now he's your right tackle. So you've got to be really good up front against these dynamic pass rushers of Alabama. Michigan's had some issues protecting at different times this year. So I think those two guys, and even Drake Nugent in the center too, uh, you know, because he's kind of on the right side as well. You play next to the right guard. They've got to play well. They've got to protect the quarterback and JJ McCarthy, even if he's not protected, you know, for three full seconds on every play, like Doug Skeen, you know, talks about, it's got to be three seconds. He's got to be able to make some plays, get out of the pocket, make plays with his legs and, and find guys downfield. Um, I think, you know, I've watched a lot of Alabama over the last couple of weeks. I think an outlier type guy um, 
maybe wouldn't be an you know other people wouldn't consider an outlier, but Mikey Sainer still from the nickel spot. God, he's played well this year. He's hasn't played he? incredible. I mean, five interceptions, and every time Michigan needs a big play, it seems like he makes it. And when he doesn't, it was Rod Moore against Ohio State to seal the game. And I, I think that Mikey Sainer still bringing him on some nickel blitzes, maybe to the right of Jalen Milrow because he likes to roll that way could be something that Michigan does. Uh, when you look at Jalen Milrow's stats, he's not as good against the blitz, so he's a guy I think Michigan can use in that capacity. And then Michael Barrett, too, from the linebacker spot. I would imagine if Michigan spies Jalen Milrow, it will be Michael Barrett in that role, and he's Michigan's fastest linebacker. He was you know, a, a hybrid type of guy, DB linebacker at one point in his career, so I think he can fill that role for them. Um, but, man, you know, a lot of guys are going to have to step up, play their best game, I think Alabama, with a month to prepare, too, is going to find some matchups they like as well. And one of them could be Josh Wallace at cornerback, who hasn't been tested a ton this year, opposite of Will Johnson. Um, so everyone's got to play well. But I think Mikey Sanders still could swing this game. I think Colston Loveland from tight end can swing this game. And then I think just on both sides of the line of scrimmage, you got to be really strong. The Harbaugh story. Uh, it's interesting that reportedly there's a huge mega offer, a lifetime deal sitting there for him. It is funny how any NCAA conversation, anything else seems to have disappeared uh, once they uh, beat Ohio State and won the Big Ten and now are the overall number one seed representing the Big Ten uh, conference. Mm -hmm. The key is that San Diego job, I think Iberfus might be saving his job with the Bears, with the way they played. I think whether they five and four in their Last nine, it's going to be tough to fire somebody there. Uh, the Vegas job, look, look at the Raiders, just won at Kansas City. Yeah, I was going to mention that. You know, seemed to... Pierce may be keeping that yeah, job. They're yeah. playing for Antonio. Uh, so it, it, in my mind, it feels like Harbaugh is either the coach of the Chargers next year, or if they go another way, he signs that long-term deal at Michigan. Yeah, I mean... Are there any other NFL options? I don't I don't think there will be. I, I think some will probably come open. I mean, I remember a couple years ago when he interviewed with the Vikings, that wasn't one that people really had on their radar. People were kind of pointing more to Vegas. They go in a different direction. Uh, I think the Chargers was open at that point, too. It could be wrong. Maybe Staley was a year before. But, you know, people looked at some of the obvious ones. Chicago was one of those as well. And then it ended up being the Vikings where he was closest to landing. So possibly, you know, same thing with the Broncos this past year where he interviewed with twice. Um, you know, I, I think one, his focus right now is on the college football playoff, but there have been co uh, ongoing contract extension talks with Michigan as well. And it sounds like they're coming around to the fact of, all right, we need to pay him quite a lot of money to, to make him feel wanted. You know, I feel like in my opinion, that's been the biggest thing for him throughout his career is he feels, uh, you know, he kind of likes to be courted as a lot of these coaches do with the egos and everything. What's the number? Is is it correct? Like 10 years, 150 million? I'm not sure how correct it is, but it was Ian Rappaport from NFL Network reported 10 years, 125 million. 125 so, million. So 12 and a half. It would be right up there with Saban and those guys as the highest. It's paid. a lifetime contract, basically, to keep Harbaugh there. He just turned 60. Forever, right? So, to me. so he'd be 70. And, you know, if you want to go. It's a lifetime deal if he takes it. Pretty much, if that's if if the report's correct. But if he was gung ho to take it, and it is the up there with some of the biggest offers ever, it's more than what Mel Tucker got. It's up there close to what I think uh, Brian Kelly has. There, there was 
a story also over the weekend yeah. that, yeah. well, if Harbaugh goes to the NFL, Brian Kelly might be interested. Kelly did not like the academic restrictions at Notre Dame. Michigan has similar academic restrictions. He's recruiting freely at LSU. The only thing that would make him move, and he does like to move, and that has been on his resume, is that with Oklahoma and Texas coming to the SEC, uh, hello. And that's in his recruiting base, yeah. How tough that is. And Kelly now comes back to Cincinnati, Grand Valley, Cincinnati, Notre Dame, Midwest roots, right? Sure. And I think, too, though, a question is, one, you know, we're playing the hypothetical game because Harbaugh is still here. But but two, I don't know that Michigan, and in fact, I would guess, uh, and, and maybe more than a guess, that Michigan wouldn't necessarily have interest in Brian Kelly. Either. There's, there's a reason why. They haven't gone after him in the past when some of these openings come up. And State was split on him and turned and went on a jumped on a plane and went and got D'Antonio mm-hmm. when it, Kelly was at Central. Right. So I, you know, I don't know Brian Kelly, but obviously there's some some things that you know people have looked at in, in the past when deciding whether or not to go after him for some of these jobs. And then the third thing is, I think Michigan would be smart to run a national search if they had a, a head coach opening at the same time, I think Michigan feels really comfortable with the prospect of Sharon Moore, their offensive coordinator and line coach being the, the next head coach. I think he's Michigan earned it by what point. he did filling in those three games. I think he earned it in my mind. I think it made people feel a lot better about that, that potential. Um, you know, I would hesitate to say earned it, I guess, but you know, because it is a, it's a huge, well, there was job. a lot of pressure stepping in. No doubt for those three games. He did a great job. I, I mean, I think stepping in though, is different than having to run the program year-round. I mean, there's so much that goes into this job, especially at Michigan. You mentioned academics being one of them, but NIL and, and the transfer restrictions they have uh, and just how big of, of a job this is. We've seen guys fail at it in the past, so I think they'd be wise if they had a job opening, run a national search. I would include Sharon Moore in that that search, and he may be the guy, the best guy for the job, um, but it's, it's interesting. I, I would guess... The Jim Harbaugh doesn't sign a contract extension if he does. I mean, I would think that comes after the bowl game. And, I mean, he's a guy with leverage right now. He's a guy who could have some interest from the NFL. So he'd be able to weigh his options. So it might be the smart way to go. Um, I would also say it might be smart to take $12.5 million a year. So you really can't go wrong. Over if 10 years. If you're Jim Harbaugh, over 10 years. So NFL, be NFL yeah. the Chargers, as I say, hypothetically, give you $7 million? You know, right, and they're they're a cheap franchise, right? So I'll just say high seven million over five years, right? And, and you know that's why I think you got maybe two years to win, right? Because they're in and their salary cap, they are strapped in terms of salary cap money. When you look at their stars, and they're going to yes. have to go the other way and give up a few to free up money. Yeah, they they're not in a good cap situation. They have Justin Herbert, but I mean he. Um, you know, he hasn't had the supporting cast, I guess. They do have a lot of talent, and, you know, it's hard to say whether or not it's him or, or whether it was Brandon Staley or is it the other guys around him or is it the organization, something that Lions fans, you know, have talked about for a long time as well. So I think, you know, Chargers, he, he has ties to California and all that, but if you did sit there in mid-January and they called him and offered him $7 million, it's like I can get almost double that from Michigan. And again, I don't think Jim Harbaugh's a money guy. He never has been. But I think that money to him represents how much love and respect that, that the people are showing and how much you really want me. Um, and if Michigan is offering more of that and he feels comfortable in a situation, is lives next door to his parents and 
the kids are there and Jay works for him and he, he has a great situation. He's got the program humming. Then I think that could be an appealing option too. So just if he doesn't, you know, just because he doesn't sign this contract extension before the bowl game, in my opinion, doesn't mean that he's for sure going to go if he gets interest from the NFL. And quietly, he could have told uh, Santa Ono, Manuel, who's ever at the table, his agent, hey, I want to get through the college football playoff. I want my team to be the focus first, and then we will give you a decision, right? He could have said that for sure. And I think that's, to me, I, and we know that. That, has- seems, that seems like the correct business protocol here. Right. And, and he has, I think his focus is solely on Alabama. That, that goes and that goes right back to my point. hundred percent. His agent could say, "Look, we're going to decide when the when the season's over." He, so, from what we've heard, he's had people working on this, including an agent. Um, you know, over the last few weeks, really months. But I don't think he's really all that involved in those right now because, like you said, and I agree with you. I mean, I think his number one priority is to finish this season in the college football playoff and focus all of his effort on trying to beat Alabama and then whoever might be next, Washington or Texas, if they're able to get past that. But I don't think he's all that focused on it right now. At the same time, you know, part of me is like, you still could just fire up DocuSign, you know, as we all use these days and sign, sign the darn thing. And maybe there is a, and Harbaugh is a competitor. I'm not saying he holds grudges, but he seems to have a fertile, long memory with what he's been through with his own school and the self-imposed three-game suspension to start what was going to be a glorious year, and they still could hit that with Harbaugh missing half the season with suspensions. Maybe there's a side of him that uh, there isn't a a number, an amount of money. Because if you look at the reports and it goes from a five-year to a 10-year deal, it, it almost seems not desperate, but that Michigan is doing everything they can to tell him, look, we have your back. But maybe he doesn't believe that. Right. And, and you know, there are reports out there, too. Because they had his back, and then all of a sudden when the Partridge stuff came out, they didn't yeah. have the back. Right. Then they have his back. I mean, it's been back and forth. Right. And then they, yeah, they put things on pause, and then they resume, and they put put contract talks back on pause, and they delayed this thing to now – people were talking in the last week is, is this going to get done before they leave for Pasadena? So I think that the school has done that to themselves. And I think he probably saw what happened to Chris Partridge and what happened to, you know, with this NCAA situation and how fickle people can be. And this is at any institution. Certainly I think it's something that's the case in a lot of different aspects of universities, public universities. So I think he probably has had his eyes open to that and doesn't want to go out, um, you know, or, or kind of have his fate, in the hands of some of these people. Um, and that's complete opinion at, uh, you know, right there. But I think that's something he could look at as well. Um, you know, and I think at the end of the day, probably the thing that he wants is to see what his options are right around mid January after the season's over and, and then kind of make a decision after that. Yeah. Cause the way it went to a basically lifetime deal at 60 and 10 years, Hardball wants to look maybe one final time at the NFL, and if there is an opportunity that he feels he could get that Super Bowl trophy like his brother John, and his brother John may get another one uh, this year, uh, that uh, he doesn't want to say no to it until he's able to weigh it. right? And I don't think Michigan's in any hurry if Hardball signs this now or in three weeks. Well, I think they prefer he signs it now because – they don't want to go through maybe the dance of the NFL again, like the last couple off seasons. But the funny thing is to me, is you read Ian Rappaport's report and, and there's been some other reports about it 
as well, where you have this contract on the table, and one of the clauses in there is that he wouldn't be able to entertain any NFL interest before the 2024 season. Well, if he waits to sign it until February 1st, you know, that clause is pretty much null and void as it is. So I'm not saying that's what's happening, but there's just so much that goes into it. And in Michigan, you definitely wouldn't, you know, if he signs it now, you would want probably something in there that says that. So uh, I think that's likely a smart move by them. Again, I'm not in the negotiation, so it's tough to say, but there's so much that goes into it. Yeah, part of me says by that clause now up to a 10-year deal, they don't want to play the waiting game with him. It's like if we're going to give you $12.5 million a year. Yeah, if we're going to give you $125 million reportedly over 10 years, you need to sign this. Right. By, you know, but when the championship game ends. Yeah, something like that. And you would want, <laughs> I mean, you would want him to sign that and then not have to go through. You, you would think that $12.5 million is enough to of a price to pay uh, or for him to receive to not go through that NFL dance for would be a third straight off season. Um, you know, I don't know how much it's hurt necessarily because he do, he's done a, such a good job of coming back and okay. You know, I think I, in my opinion, I think he chose to not take the Broncos job and they've been able to carry over the success the last couple of years too from the year before. I so. only see San Diego because they have a quarterback because they have Bosa, they have receivers uh, they have a team that yeah. easily, when you look at the Chiefs, who I think are on the way down, you look at the Broncos, the Raiders, how they just, you know, nobody taking them seriously. I know they won at the Chiefs. You're in the right division there, in my mind. Mm-hmm. You are. Uh, right division to go 10-7 and seven and make the playoffs. You know, 11 and 11-6 11 and six may win you the division. Yeah. I'm talking with L.A., not saying, I keep saying San Diego, but the L.A. Chargers. Yeah, I know what you mean, yeah. For so, sure. Uh, the cap thing is, is a weird situation. I wonder how much he would look into that because he's also a very competitive person who would probably believe he could win, you know, in, in many situations too. I mean, San, San Francisco didn't look like it was going to be in a good spot when he took over there and he did a great job. He turned around Michigan, Stanford. Could he be waiting on what JJ's decision also could be if he's coming back? Maybe. Right? Maybe JJ's got to decide by January 15th. So there could be... Time there, and you wonder if JJ kind of wants to know what what Harbaugh's doing. Right, I'm sure they've talked about it at some point. Yeah, maybe they have to. Clayton Safey, Chris Ballas, Anthony Broom, John Borden, Doug Skeen, the Wolverine.com crew, round the clock coverage of Bama, Michigan, the college football playoff. Also, they'll keep you up to date on University of Michigan basketball and more at the Wolverine.com. They'll have three team members on the ground in Pasadena. Looking ahead to kickoff Monday at 5 p.m. Clayton, thank you, my man. Thank you so much. Everything huge 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. They say consistency is the key to success. They weren't wrong. So how about grabbing a beer that's consistently smooth, consistently refreshing, and consistently light? You might just find that the road to success can be pretty enjoyable. Michelob Ultra, the perfect balance of taste and refreshment and only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Michelob Ultra Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Bill Simonson here for Roast Umber Coffee. It's a farm direct coffee sourced from Central American farmers and roasted in Grand Rapids. 
and their nitro cold brew coffee is a convenient and healthy option with no sugar or additives. So if you want a great coffee or energy drink to power you through your morning and your day, it's available in ground or whole bean or in cans. More information on the website and direct delivery to your door at RoastUmber.com. Merck Perks from Mercantile Bank is here. Merck Perks Checking has all you need to plan your busy lifestyle. Travel services for hotels, airfare and cruises, cash back rewards, and even savings on prescriptions, eyewear, and dental work. Merck Perks also includes all the traditional benefits you love, like online and mobile banking, and fee-free access to almost 40,000 MoneyPass ATMs. So when you're ready for Perks, Merck is here. Learn more at MyMerckPerks.com, member FDIC. Huge here for my friends on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Now the holidays are here, so what would you like for the perfect gift? Maybe to score big on a same-game parlay or get 150 in bonus bets instantly for betting just 5 bucks on basketball. Pick an NBA game, Pistons, or any other team. Bet 5 bucks, you could score 150 instantly in bonus bets for using code HUGE when you sign up. This is for new customers, and also you can get in on the improved same-game parlay anywhere feature. Just go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, get more details there. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now if you want to get in on that 150 instantly in bonus bets for betting just $5 on basketball. That's code HUGE you need to use when you sign up. Simple and easy. Only on the DraftKings Sportsbook app and only when you use code HUGE to sign up. The crown is yours. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services Gambling Disorder Helpline at 800-270-7117. 21 plus, Michigan only. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash basketball terms. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. We are back. Final segment on a Honolulu Blue Friday presented by Coppercraft Distillery. When you're getting ready to watch the Lions... On Saturday, if you're throwing a house party, stop by your local Meyer Spirit store, pick up that Honolulu Blue Blue Raspberry Lemonade with vodka. Honolulu Blue and Silver Can, it's awesome. Look for it all across Michigan. And on Saturday night, speaking of the Cowboys and Lions, uh, I'll be with the Preston family and everybody from the game 7.30 a.m. My listeners can join me at Preston's Bar in downtown Grand Ledge on Saturday night. For a huge watch party, Cowboys and the Lions. It's a great, classic, old-school, belly-up-to-the-bar type of place, and I'll be there Saturday night for the Cowboys and Lions. Then on Sunday night, I'm celebrating New Year's Eve, the 80s Rewind at Soaring Eagle in Mount Pleasant. And on Monday, you can watch the Michigan-Alabama game with me. It's a busy weekend, and I love it. I'm having a huge watch party on the big screen with the recliners. Uh, the food and beverage service, adult beverages available at Celebration Cinema North in Grand Rapids on Monday at 5 p.m. You have six different Celebration Cinema locations showing the Michigan-Alabama game 
on the big screen for your tickets. Go to CelebrationCinema.com. And if you want to join me at Celebration Cinema North in Grand Rapids Monday at 5 for Michigan, Alabama, get those tickets right now at CelebrationCinema.com. We are live Monday at 3, previewing Alabama and Michigan. Happy New Year, everybody. And I can't wait to talk about the Rose Bowl Monday. Big. Bad. Huge.